The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good afternoon, morning, night, day, whatever it is, possums. I am here with Josh and Billy, and we are recapping week one slightly, but we are on to week two at this point. I hope you guys fared well in your first matchups. I know I didn't, but uh, brighter days are ahead, so keep your head up. It's it's no time to quit now. Um, We got to keep plunging through this thing, so uh, we will cover a bunch of stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points. We are always killing it on there with random funny stuff, plus stuff that will help you out to win your league, so... Give us a follow on there. Shout us out on Discord. Ask us questions. Ask us questions on Twitter. We just love hearing ourselves talk. That's why we do this. So we would love to talk to you. Guys, what is up? Not much. Week one in the books. It was pretty good. Made it through with relatively low amount of injuries. So that's strong. That's a strong start to the season. Very upset with week one. I went five of six. Uh offensive leagues and um i didn't appreciate the sixth loss but uh other than that it was a pretty good week can't complain any money i had league or any league i had money in i just did not do good so isn't that fantastic that's, that's what you love to see i did really good in daily i got all my money back plus some so well we're looking forward to go. those daily notes at the end of this pod for sure yeah if you guys can't stomach listening to us the whole time at least go check out the daily pod at the end or the daily fantasy part of the pod at the end Agreed. And follow us on TikTok, the IDP Army. We, uh, we'll we be on there. Jordan will be on there. Everybody will be on there. So please, by all means, we're going to have game previews put up on there. And we love hearing comments and people from the TikTok. We've got some dedicated people in that TikTok, and I love it. All right. Well, you want to do some news or something? Yeah, let's get to the news. So let's just start out right at the top. San Francisco is going through some, uh, what, what are they calling it? Shenanigans. Is it Shahan? Whatever. Shenanigans going on with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, we'll just start at the top. Trey Sermon, inactive for week one. Uh, kind of a shocker going into the game. Uh, what did you all think of that when you saw the news literally an hour and a half before the game? That was pretty shocking. I was not expecting to see that. I thought Sermon... I mean, all reports through camp where he did pretty damn good. So, did, was there any news that he missed a meeting or something, or curfew, or nothing? Just I didn't see anything. I, I just thought it was wild that two 
what we have assumed were fancy running back backups at this point, Sermon and Moss were both inactive for week one. And like you can't really inspire that much confidence in Mostert and Singletary. Don't get me wrong, Mostert looked good before his injury, RIP. Nobody's happy about that, especially, you know, what is this like three years in a row with injuries? So um, I just wild that you're not going to even have, uh, they didn't even use Hasty. Like I think he had like two carries uh, nope. even didn't. after the injury, which was pretty much the first half. I mean, it was like the first quarter, I think, maybe start of the second. No, I'm immediately when Mostert went down, it was like, well, they have Trey. Okay, no, they don't have Trey Sermon because he's inactive. So they're going to have to go to, I guess, Elijah Mitchell, and that's what ended up happening. Yeah, so let's just get to Mostert, too. Mostert is out for the season. He uh, is electing to have surgery on his knee and is hopefully going to get back to 100% next season. What does 100% Raheem Mostert look like? I don't think any of us know. So, (laughs) yeah, so Raheem Mostert's out for the season, boys. So – San Francisco is kind of a wide open running back canvas right now. What do, what do we think is how it's going to shake out long run? Mitchell, Sermon? Uh, I, I feel bad for all the people who went and grabbed Mitchell, waiver wire one, um, especially if you're in a competitive league where people actually like keep that waiver wire number one pick all the time. Um, Cause everybody's running back needy at all times, pretty much. Hopefully it was a certain or a Montgomery or Jesus Christ, Mostert owner. Um, but at the same time, like, I just, I just can't see it being him. I don't, I think he's going to have a role because that's Shanahan's offense, but it's obviously all signs point to Sherman, even beside him sitting out week one. I think, I mean, last year was just throw anybody in there. They'll get points. So it's just going to be that again. Wilson should be coming back pretty soon here, right? Week so, six. Is, is he yeah, They yeah, signed so carry on. Five more Who weeks. else they signed? Trent Cannon? Trent Cannon's I mean, also. They're literally there. just signing everybody they can find. It's it's going to be nasty. And I so bet he's, he's probably kicking himself for letting go of Wayne Gallman. I mean, yeah. he just loves having running back. So yeah. Honestly, I like San Francisco's running back stable better than I like Baltimore's. And they kind of are doing the same thing, just signing I, anyone and everyone. Right. They're not old. That's important. Carrion Johnson had a really rough shake at things. I actually like him a lot to have a role in this. I just, it, it depends on injuries. It depends on if they get him, give him a shot, but I, his running style would work really good in San Fran. I would, I would agree. Cause Detroit, it was not the answer. And then they just straight replaced him with Swifty, which we'll get to. Yes, we will. All right. So the third thing is Kyle Shanahan decided. Yeah. Pulled some shenanigans. And had Ayuk have zero targets in the game. So he played 47% of the snaps, which if you have a hurt hamstring, as he also alluded to, you don't normally do that to an injured player. Maybe he tweaked something before the game and they just had him out there as a decoy. That has happened in the past, but not for him, but in just in general. But like, I don't know why you would do that. So what do we think? Brandon Ayuk, do you think this is something bigger or is it just like a one week punishment? type of deal i i gotta say i don't know i have never seen anything like this before i don't think anyone's ever seen anything like this before where they're like oh well he was injured and you know he's just not better than the guy he's not pro ready and whatever else i'm actually going to get into this in the game preview because i got san francisco but like what how do you just say he's not pro ready he's not good he's not sheffield's better than him nobody no sheffield is not better than Ayuk or Ayuk. Ayuk. i don't even know how to pronounce his name but I know that he's better than Sheffield. Agreed. He's definitely Go. better than Sheffield. I just think Garoppolo saw something he liked with Okuda out there and out of the lineup. So 
had a bunch of scrap cornerbacks covering Debo. He liked the matchup. The game was well out of hand at that point. So I think they just let Ayuk uh, get some get some routes in, maybe loosen up the hammy a little bit. He's going to be back. At least I hope so. I invested a lot in him this offseason. I was really high on him. So Well, not just you. Uh, San Francisco traded up to draft him two years ago. Yes. So yes. you would think, you know, you'd think you would use a player like that, especially down the stretch last season. He was the most dangerous weapon they had on the field. Why would you not want that? Who knows? Maybe he's just hiding him. Just didn't want to use him this week because they're playing the Lions. I didn't think they needed him. Although the Lions did almost come back. I know that they, they, they had never, No, I don't know why, but nobody is talking about that. Like the Lions did almost come back. And I feel like they just they said that, oh, San Francisco, they had the game well in hand. But there was literally like one drive left. And if the Lions had got a touchdown and a two point conversion, which I get is a lot, but they were looking good at the time and they were on a roll. And San Francisco had scored in a while because they gave up on the game because they thought they had it won. But I don't know. I, I don't like it. I hope Pers- I personally, as an Oklahoma fan, I am I'm in these games every week where we're up big and then the other team comes storming back. It happened with Tulane two weeks ago where we were beating the shit out of Tulane and they come back and they get within one play of potentially beating Oklahoma. So I can, I can sympathize with you, San Francisco fans. I've been there. It sucks to have a team that's terrible come storming back on you for no reason at all. That defense should never have allowed that to happen, but who knows, you know, San Francisco is just, it's a weird it's a weird team. They're so much better than that second half of that football game. So we'll see happy, how it goes. Happy my birds are playing them this week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that be a good test for them, honestly. It really would be. Um, all right. On to the next topic, not in San Francisco division. Are the Atlanta Falcons tanking? I don't I don't think so. I think they had a bad game. I think they got outplayed. They had a horrible game. That was that was ridiculously bad. So here's, here's my issue. I, I I have their game preview, so I'm going to get into a little bit more of this later, but I'd rather get the bigger point out now. Arthur Smith is a running coach. He did not bring in a running back. I don't get it. Mike Davis is not Derrick Henry. We've said it all offseason. So it, it made no sense if that was your game plan to bring him in to do that. I mean, the Eagles were so much better than I thought they were going to be, so that, you know, given that on their own. But – Atlanta looked awful. I mean, Atlanta or okay, so Eagles defense isn't that good to keep Ridley at 50 yards. No, the Eagles defense is not that good, but they, they are better than you think they are. You think you have this memory of the Eagles being bad and they are, it's, it's called recency bias. We've talked about this a little I bit. I have a memory of Calvin Ridley going off against so bad teams. So I, I agree, that's what my memory I think is. what we did and what the Eagles did was to, they decided Calvin, take Calvin Ridley out of the game and give other people options. And the, honestly, you saw Kyle Pitts, had a chance at balls and he didn't look good either, but didn't see Russell Gage the target. Ridley started off really hot. Uh, he had three catches for like 30 yards. And then I don't think he touched the ball after that. And I think that was the first, at least it was the first two drives and it was bad. I mean, they, I can't believe it, but the thing that got me the most was they stuck to the run game. Even when they were down so much, like they kept trying to run it and throw dinks to Cordell Patterson. And I was like, bro, throw the ball downfield. Yeah, it oddly no seems like a tank job. <laughs> it, that was one game. I'm not going to put too much. It, it, I know it, it's a it's an overreaction. I understand that, but just based on the information we were saying all off season, literally, we were making the case. What the hell is Atlanta doing? 
It makes no sense to take I, Kyle Pitts. It makes no sense to trade Julio when you don't have a second wide receiver. It makes no sense not to bring anybody in. I, we we thought they trusted Gage. He didn't catch a ball in the first game. Yeah, when they were down, like you got to pass the. You know, I I don't get it. I don't get it. It, it feels like tanking to me personally. I it just feels like it. I don't. I don't think they're going to try to lose. I thought this had one of the um, bad team, good offense vibes written all over it. Basically, the Atlanta Falcons the last three years, like where they score a lot of points but they still lose because their defense is so bad. That's what I assumed. But I think honestly, I think the Eagles shocked them and got the best of them. I think that they'll be back. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I think they're one of the worst teams in the league. But I think they'll score a lot of points. And I think fantasy wise, you'll be fine with Ridley. I don't know about Mike Davis. So Atlanta is going against Tampa Bay this week. You trust in anybody on that team not named Ridley? No. No. Absolutely not. But exactly. I am trusting in Ridley. I don't even no. trust Pitts. Like, if they are tanking, I love the Mike Davis play for the season because, I mean, yeah. they're just going to run him into the ground. But for, no, for this week, <laughs> as long as that goes. Poor Mike Davis. I'm starting Ridley because <laughs> uh, Well, I, I mean, Cordell Patterson's clearly got value. I didn't see that coming. But, uh, I, I mean, I kind of thought maybe there's a chance I, just because of the – used in the correct way. I can't – They I mean, did. More than the Bears. Yeah, it's not – We don't know how to call an offense, so it's – well, the quarterback we'll coach is now the OC for Atlanta, so maybe this is how Cordell Patterson was supposed to be used. Who knows? Okay. Well, enough for that. We'll go to Demarcus Lawrence. Came out today that he has got a broken foot and will be out for a little while. So Dallas's defense looked pretty good. I mean, not great against Tampa, but they looked pretty good. Um, Demarcus Lawrence looked great. So what do we think this does for the Dallas defense? Is it bad? Good? I- well, not good. Bad or I, not so bad? How about that? I just have to say I'm really glad that I didn't take that trade that Joe offered me, trying to get Brian Burns from me for Demarcus Lawrence. But actually, I did not know that, and I didn't listen to you earlier when you told us this. But um, that is a bummer for them because it happened in practice is, today. So, oh, okay. Well, you told me earlier, but I wasn't listening. I was doing something. <laughs> um, but no, I did not know that, and that sucks because that is their pass rusher. Um, I think that really does hinder them because De- I, Demarcus Lawrence opens up chances for others to get sacks and we've seen it the last like three years maybe demarcus lawrence's points total hasn't been great at the end of the season only eight sacks or something but he's directly responsible for at least 16 sacks or so a year because of his presence and i think that's really going to hurt him great. randy randy gregory is on the COVID list demarcus lawrence broke his foot um i mean i could they were using parsons a lot on blitzes so i could see them sliding him up i could see that being beneficial for him in the long run for idp purposes but it's got to hurt the defense all around i mean they they really did look good against tampa they had a couple Mm -hmm. fluke plays here and there but losing lawrence is gonna suck i know this isn't this is kind of the time uh what the hell are the cowboys doing with micah parsons and keanu neal one of them's fine you know what i mean i get it like you want the coverage linebacker to cover like an athletic tight end like Honestly, I'd rather have Micah Parsons on a linebacker or on a on Darren Waller or something like that than, you know, Vander Esch or something. But I don't think Parsons looked that good. I don't I know Neil didn't. Well, look Tom good. Brady gave him welcome to the NFL treatment. And oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was what, his first game for sure. It was. But at the same time, he looked lost out there. I know that people are saying uh, I saw a whole Twitter feed about it. He's that's that's a that's an actual move. That's what he was doing. But when he pulled his head up, he didn't know where the ball was. He didn't know where the receiver was. He didn't know where anything was. 
I just I don't get why Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith got outed on that team other than injuries. That's the only thing I can think of is like, well, they get injured a lot. It's like, yeah, okay. Just don't well, trust them. Well, Van Der Esch gets injured a lot, and then Jalen Smith, all he does is tackle. He doesn't. I mean, he misses stuff all the time. So it makes sense rotating in with a guy like Keanu Neal who can cover, and then Micah Parsons who is really fast sideline to sideline. I think they. They miss that with Smith. He's not that guy. So. Don't get me wrong. Michael Parsons is an athletic freak, and any team would be great to have him. But why are they doing him and well, Neil? 20 quarterbacks are going to get hit by Michael Parsons. There's about 10 to 12 that are going to be able to expose Michael Parsons for the first year. So I think as it goes along, I think your better coverage team is Michael Parsons and Keanu Neal. And I feel like they don't trust their secondary, which they probably should a little bit more after – them picking Brady a couple times, but I think they don't trust him, and that's why they need help in coverage. And Micah and Keanu Neal are your better coverage guys than Jalen Smith and LVE. I like I said, I get it with one of them. I just don't understand both of them. Put Neal as a safety and put Vander Esch and Parsons in there. I think that gives you the best chance to win. But I, I honestly, you're a cowboy. Go ahead, fuck everything up like you always do. Really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Boise State Vander Esch is pretty good in coverage. I I think the injuries are starting to catch up to him a little bit. They are, but hopefully, I mean, Dallas needs to trade one of them. If they want to recoup some value, just do that. Agreed. Okay. Well, the only last point that I have personally is Arizona, please pay Chandler Jones. Agreed. I think he earned it. I'm just what, maybe. What more do you need to see? Pay the man. Honestly, pay the man. we can just end that there. We all agree. Five pay, sacks. Yep. Pay the man. All right. I do. Or, I mean, unless someone have anything else. Oh, pay Chandler no. Jones. That's all I got. Okay, yeah. cool. I uh, just want to make sure before you know, got to the next topic. So I just want to talk about some news that are that is just phenomenal. It's not serious news. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it's not like it, it's just news. It's not camp news, is what it is. But it's also fun news. So we got a, a sleeper update today, and it says Josh Jacobs in parentheses everything sideline Wednesday. Just phenomenal. It's his ankle and his foot, or something like ankle and knee, or I don't know, whatever. Uh, I'll get into Jacobs later. Um, and then uh, one I got to I saw in Roto World uh, and NBC Sports News is the NFL was not able to get St. Louis authorities' lawsuit diminished, uh, meaning there will still be a lawsuit. And um, the St. Louis city is seeking for one billion or more for Stan Kroenke to pay the city. And I'm just happy to see that. I work with lawyers and stuff, so I was just happy to see that. And fuck Kroenke. Um, I'm fitting his son for golf clubs. Stan Kroenke's stunned. That's yeah. hilarious. I have to ask him how the lawsuit's going. I'll just ask for a billion myself. <laughs> yeah, just charge him a billion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, to the then, city. So, sorry, I, I could give that more. We could talk more about Kroenke later. This there's a, by the way, by the way, to everyone out there, there's a reason that your ESPN and your Fox are not talking about that story. By the way, and it's only because the NFL with their partnerships with ESPN and Fox are not allowing them to talk about that. Just so you know, because that's a lo- losing lawsuit and they're going to lose. There's a reason that they're not, it's not getting talked about. Yeah. Just and basically if you're there. still not aware of what happened there, they left St. Louis. Obviously you know that, but they left without doing the proper filing, the proper channels and just basically abandoned us with a dying pit of Edwards Jones dome, which I work right by. Anyway, um, another fun one. We'll, we'll get into more Crocky news because it'll, it'll be continuing. Um, but anyway, one of my favorite ones was the, the new, uh, it was the updated first round draft order. And 
the Kansas City Chiefs were the over are the projected 32nd pick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the 31st projected pick. And then the 30th projected pick, that means losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was the New Orleans Saints because they had a really good one really good game. And as much as I love to be a homer about the Eagles or whatever team I'm player I'm a being a fan of, they win one good game against a crumbling Green Bay, and they're the third best team in the league. Jameis got right. his eyes fixed, man. He's a sniper now. So. I'm not saying they're not going to be good, but like I just feel like that was a little bit of a reach. And then that my, is absolutely. Yeah, I was. I laughed. I was like, okay, where do they have the Eagles? And I saw it like it was like the ninth pick, and I was like, yeah, that that tracks because that's what they think we'll always do. Anyway, my favorite one was Roto World, and this is September 12th, so just a few days ago, and it was just a stat of or just a update of like what this guy did during the game. And Anthony Schwartz caught three of five targets for a nice 69 receiving. just threw that nice in there just for fun and i really appreciate that i was like i was actually had my eye on schwartz all through because he's the next tyree kill you know because he's fast Um, of course he is and we talked about that plenty of times i just just love how they threw that nice in there it was great for a nice 69 receiving nice someone got a good chuckle out of that and i appreciate you beat writer unbelievable funny but unbelievable okay well we are going to start a new segment on the show, it's going to be called Right, Wrong, and Really? And it's basically going to be us admitting where we were right, because, you know, we love gloating about that. Where we were wrong happens occasionally. And then the really portion is going to be like, I, I, that's shocking. Cannot believe that it happened. So I will start us off in the right category, because I love taking a victory lap. And I was right about Jalen Waddle. It was a good play this week against new england i gave that update during our game previews last week i said jalen waddle is the play jalen waddle came through i really don't have you know really don't have much more to say about jalen waddle but i i was wrong about him in the preseason but i was right about him in week one all right my thing about waddle and i I don't know if we're supposed to give comments here but i'm gonna do it anyway yeah go ahead waddle did good week one so did Devontae parker they're also gonna add will fuller back now Yep, that's why so, it will not be this week's. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that temper some ex- expectations there just because Waddle started off good. I actually, I will actually admit that I was wrong about Waddle from the beginning. I thought he was, I'm sure he'll be a top three still, but I just thought he was way well behind Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith, which I was right about those two. Not really Jamar Chase. I was wrong just about wait. that one. Anyway, uh, but anyway, just saying, uh, I didn't think Waddle would be this good and he looked good. So. Waddle looked really good. It'll be interesting to see how that whole team comes together, but I like it. It was a good first start. Still don't trust Tua, but I no. do. Uh, but no. I did trust Waddle last week, and he came through for me. All right, Josh, what were you right about? Well, my right is a little bit longer because I really like gloating. Um, I was absolutely correct about Mr. TJ Hawkinson, and I have a feeling Joe might be talking about someone very similar to this. Um, everyone thought the Lions are so bad that – TJ Hawkinson had a okay year last year. There's no one to throw to on the team. This dude is the real deal. He's going to honestly, he's just going to continue to be awesome. Uh, him and uh, some other guy on that team are going to get 10 targets a game, if not like way over. And honestly, I thought the, I, I thought the third guy would be one of the wide receivers and all the wide receivers really got three or four targets. Obviously Goff threw a lot in this game trying to come back, but mm-hmm. um, the third guy on the team might be Jamal Williams. Uh, Swift Hawkinson and Jamal Williams might be fantasy, uh, have fantasy value all year long. I knew Jamal Williams would have value, and I did not get him in enough leagues. 
Um, but I just assumed it would be a wide receiver. Cephas did look good late in the game, which was my like steal to win that wide receiver one job. Um, I, I hope you and I just I just hope you guys invested in Hawkinson and not Pitts right now because you drafted a, a tight end in the fourth or fifth round because you wanted 25 points, not seven. It's true. Fair enough. That is true. And I get it. It's this is these are all week one. I was right about him. You know what I mean? Exactly. Not it's like, it's not for the season, but it's for a grain of salt. As far as targets go, yeah, it was pretty, you know, it was Hawkinson, it was uh Swift, and it was Jamal Williams. And then the drop off was there was a crater after that of who, who was the next person targeted. Was happy to see my boy Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, got a couple targets and he got about four catches. So Honestly, the only season long, he might be the right guy. Yeah. The only receiver that didn't really look good was Tyrell Williams, and he still even got some points. So he did. All right, Joe. I'm going to follow up your your Hawkinson with I was right about Swift. Well, let me rephrase that. I was right about Detroit running backs. Jared Goff loves to dump it off. I don't think this team's ever going to have a lead all year. PPR, you got to get both these guys. It was nuts. I mean, Swift had 62% of the uh, snap share in that in that split there so williams got the start i'm interested to see how this works out because clearly they were behind i think if they're ahead williams is probably going to get more play uh, more snap share but i really think they're going to be down a lot so i think swift is going to kill it for you this year and if you got him as an rb2 in a ppr you can't ask for more than eight freaking receptions in a game <laughs> every every league i got him awesome. in it was it was rb3 because of yeah. that so I want to thank you, Joe, and I want to thank that random little red Q next to his name because everyone dodged him, and I got him in the fifth round or fourth round as my RB three. So did we I really talk about the that. Swift slip? On the here? Swift slip was did, I don't I, did we? Okay, I, I could talk about it again. Well, it happened. It was about I think it was the last week of drafts where you talked about Swift was falling. We found I think some. Joe wasn't a draft we were in. He was like in the fifth round, I yeah. think. Yeah, he was going yeah. in the fifth pretty consistently. Fourth that's, fifth, right on that. I mean, time. that's going to look stupid when I, the season goes on. I almost yeah. got him in the sixth after grabbing Waller and a wide receiver and two running backs beforehand. But he was one pick before me. But I, I got him in two leagues. I'm happy uh, that it, you're right, Joe. He's just going to steal. And honestly, it's not even like, oh, hey, Goff likes dumping it off. Swift looked fucking good. Yeah. Like he the, broke one and then honestly he could have broke all of them if there just happened to be that right hole at the right time. Now I said he was going to have a hundred catches. He's on pace for 136 right now. Of course. And, so is Jamal Williams, but <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Once again, these are week one, like, uh, you know, we're, we're we wait till we yeah, we, you were right in week one. That's what we're taking a victory lap on. Okay. So here's yeah. where things hit the fan. So is this what we were wrong about? Uh, I don't have a player. I have an entire offense. The Tennessee offense, I was dead fucking wrong about the Tennessee offense. I, I need to stop start listening to myself before the season. If a team has a bad O-line, they're going to suck. It, it, it happens every time. I thought Derrick Henry could push through because he has in the past, but their, their offensive line was awful. Um, when they got down, they decided to still not throw to A.J. Brown and Julio. Why not? Kind of confused there. Um, As a whole, the offense was god awful, and Arizona's defense is good, but it does it's not it's not that good. It's it's not what we saw on Sunday good. So I I will see. I think Tennessee will bounce back as the season goes on, but for now, woof, big woof. Uh, 
Yeah, actually, and I know people don't care about other people's leagues, but Billy did do the Tennessee stack, the ultimate Tennessee stack with AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, and Tannehill. And suffice to say, he lost that game. Easily. Um, Easily lost. I, I assumed this is my logic on Tennessee, and I like Tannehill, but I didn't think he'd be a top 10 quarterback until they got Julio because I assumed the two of them would counteract each other and one of them would always be open. And then Derrick Henry and the, the combination of those two would feed off of each other. Like, oh shit, we got to sell it to stop the run. Okay, we'll throw it. Oh shit, we got to sell it to stop the pass. And then we run it. But I don't know what their game plan was, but it was terrible. Taylor Luan got fucking cooked, grilled, put for sale. Little kid bought it, put some ketchup on it, ate him. Like Chandler Jones killed that man on national television and he got brutal. away with it i mean he's, he's got brutal, that was, brutal. That was rough. I, he, admit, he admitted to it on twitter he said he's gonna get better yeah i would hope so <laughs> yeah you can't get worse i mean I, I, that's the worst possible yeah chandler jones came to play and pay that man his money oh did we talk yeah. about that yet josh go ahead did we talk about that yet about chandler jones and paying him his money Yes. Pay that man. Okay. Pay that man. Pay man. All right. So I was wrong, and this is week one. Remember, I, I still think there might be a chance, and I think <laughs> there's whatever. But I was dead wrong on Russell Gage. I thought Ridley would be the focus of the Eagles' offense, and I thought Russell Gage would just cook the Eagles, even though I was going to start Ridley anyway. But I mean, it's one week. I mean, I'm, I'm wrong. Um, the the good news is if you did bite on him, you got him in like the 10th round or later. So if you listen to me, I'm sorry. I got him in. You said, you said league winner. If I recall, you did said league winner. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is one week. I'm yep. not getting into that yet. I'm not, dude, not a week one winner. Russell, not a Russell, week one winner. I didn't ever say I would start Russell gauge week one and redraft to be fair. I did say that I think he could be a sneaky start, but I might have said that. All right, you know what? Honestly, I think I think I got him in entirely too many leagues, (laughs) but you got him in the tenth round. And if you were short on wide receivers, your options were yeah, like you could have started uh, some random wide receiver from the Baltimore Ravens, but you wouldn't have expected Sammy Watkins to have a good game or something like that. I would have started Russell Gage ten times out of ten before this week over players like that. I just assume the Eagles defense. You wouldn't have been wrong. No, and I mean this is just one of those weird things. Uh, It was Steve Nelson, and he looked great. And I think the Eagles are actually going to be have good defense this year. But I assumed that it would take him a little bit to adjust. It did not. They looked great. I every time I looked, everyone was just completely covered. Matt Ryan was running around, and he's not very fast. So I was wrong. I'm hoping there's still some hope. I would not start him for a long time. Like, even if he goes off and scores 40 points this week, do not start him ne- the next week. I, I just, just risky. Give, give it some time. Risky. All right, Joe, who were you wrong about? Uh, I went live on the air here, and uh, I said that Mike Williams should does not belong in the <laughs> NFL. You did say he didn't belong in the NFL. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, was, about that. that was a large grasp there. Uh, <laughs> he is a professional athlete, and I should have given him his due. <laughs> uh, Justin Herbert's going to throw the shit out of the ball. It's the same argument I made for Jared Cook. Uh, Mike Williams is going to be on the receiving end of some of those, at least. And we should project that in the future – He's probably going to have some good games. He did go eight for 82 in a touchdown. It's a really good game right there for a guy that you got where you got him in draft. So I'm sorry, possums. 
I hope you didn't listen to me on Mike Williams. <laughs> to be fair, once again, this is another player that, like, if you owned him, you probably weren't starting. Hey, it's him. week one. It's week one. He's gonna suck. I had Debo Samuel on the bench, and I don't, I don't regret that. I mean, I would have liked those thirty-eight points or whatever the hell he put up, but I just, I don't know. I'm not like sitting there like kicking myself. Man, I should have started Debo Samuel over Allen Robinson. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I bench Mike Williams in a league where we have we could we could potentially start five wide receivers, and I still didn't start Mike Williams. I so hope that wasn't because of me. It was it not was. because of you. It was Joe. God damn. Yeah, it. actually, you know what, Joe? It was. It wasn't because of the Washington yeah. defense and their secondary. It had nothing to do with that. It was all because of you. You talked me yeah. out of it. Good. Okay, we'll go to our last category, which is really basically it's people that kind of shocked us a little bit. Mine is going to be Mr. Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not going to lie. I kind of bought in a little bit to him looking bad in the preseason. I, I thought he wasn't prepared to play football, and I thought that the Vikings were going to not embarrass him, but just like kind of give him that like welcome to the NFL moment where he doesn't catch the ball. He looked good. He looked fine. He got 100 yards and a touchdown. He he did. He looked exactly like how I thought Jamar Chase was going to look when he was coming out of college. I wouldn't say he was a world beater. Would not say that this is the best performance of his. You know, this isn't going to be the best performance of his career. But it was a solid game. Good start. I don't think a lot of players, a lot of wide receivers, have ever started that way in their career. So, whoa, that was weird. Um, yeah. I I have to I have to disagree with you on this. The man said the little lines on the football in college were different, and I have to look for the laces. I I don't know if I would want him on my team. The, I'm not taking away his 50-yard touchdown, which was phenomenal, and it was a great catch. I can't even take that from him, but I would sell him in redraft right now. In Dynasty, I'd be happy and I'd keep him, but I just I, – I don't know, man. I just – he looked good. He looked okay on the other catches. It was the one catch. I feel like I mean T Higgins is still the one. Let's not get that confused. But Jamar Chase looks like a good two, and it's not going to be Tyler Boyd this year. That's that's what it looks like based on week one. I'm just saying gave Patrick Peterson the goodbye from the NFL treatment. Did you see that where (laughs) Patrick Peterson just had no fucking idea? I think he ended his career right there. Yeah. No, did they check the balls? Did he like Sharpie some little white lines on them? Or he might have. He might have over Sharpie and drew a line on it for him. Exactly. Not deflate gate. It's uh, all right. I just, I just, I can't get over that. I'm still not buying it. I would like to see it again. And maybe for for week one, it was kind of a shock. I agree. I it was shocking to me as well. I hope he's on my wrong later, and I, I hope that I can say, okay, man, this dude's just a G. He just didn't know how to talk about footballs. Right. Um, on to my really, uh, my really is Tyson Williams. Like really, like everyone already thinks this is the dude, right? Like he's the dude in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Well, they just signed another. No, they did. No, no, no. Sorry, they actually got one running back pushed away from them, but they literally can't stop signing running backs. Other than that. I get it, injuries, whatnot, but they got Lat Murray, they got Le'Veon Bell, they got Devontae Freeman, and if no one thinks anything's left in the tank there, I'd be surprised. Bell and Freeman might just be on that uh, looking for a ring signing situation, but um, we already know who the running back one is on this team, and it is Lamar Jackson. He had the most rushing yards. He is always going to have the most rushing yards, most likely, because they're probably going to... They even said today that it's going to be all the running backs. Um, I just... I, I just wouldn't get too excited. He's not Phil, the, this year's Philip Lindsay or James Robinson. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's just it's not that. I, I'm just saying he had one good run, 
and it was 35 yards and a touchdown. And it was great. It was a great run. I will say he looked at, he had some athleticity out there. It was great. Um, the rest of his rushes were eight for 30 yards, which is respectable, but it's not great. I mean, he had, he had nine, nine carries. I think that's the thing is people are like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He had a few catches too, but I just don't get your hopes up here. This has the makings of a, of a trap here. And if somehow he was in free agency and no one grabbed him, which I'm pretty sure he was taken in all leagues because of the whole Baltimore running back debacle, just don't get your hopes up here, man. Don't start him every week. You can start him again if you want this week, but I, I just, I would. So my thought actually is the same thing I have with Tennessee. The Baltimore old line looks awful. Andre Villanueva was getting eaten alive out there. And the, the Oakland defense is not, not that great to be having Max Crosby and Carl Nassib living in that backfield that I don't think I would have any of the running backs this year and I would fade Lamar because the O-line is bad as I said it would be when they traded Orlando Brown it's bad and they need to come to terms with that I have yeah, some I mean I think about- I think he's going to be a serviceable flex position throughout the year but those thinking that he is going to be like a steady RB2 it's not going to happen. They're going to continue to mix Bell and Freeman or whoever the hell else in there. It's just going to keep happening more and more throughout the season. So, If this was Gus pre-injury, obviously. If this was Gus, I would feel a lot better. But they're on their third. There was a reason he was the third on their roster. They didn't have that much faith in him. It was more of a hopeful, like, hopefully this guy can be that guy. And I agree with Joe. I think it's like an occasional flex. Um, I'm not saying drop this guy by any means. Do not do that. But occasional flex or bi-week fill-in, I just... Just don't get your hopes up. Don't think he's you got the bona fide starter every year or every week. All right, Joe. All right. So mine is uh, Debo Samuel. Um, I was, like I said earlier, I was really high on AIC the whole year. Um, I figured him, Debo, and Kittle would kind of cannibalize each other just a little bit. But to see that kind of performance out of Debo really uh, – really puts things into perspective as to what could happen in this offense. Uh, Kittle had a serviceable day. Um, and then I assume AX going to work his way into that. Like I said, I think Garoppolo really liked what he saw against Debo. The Lions put no effort into stopping him whatsoever. But I I was avoiding him like the plague. I thought I thought it was going to be AX show and Kittle, and I thought Debo was going to be like the wide receiver too. A couple blow-up games here and there, but I I was not expecting 190 yards. That's That's wild. It was wild. Completely agree. I actually got Debo in our uh, our main league, and I got him in like the eighth round. And the only reason I grabbed him was like because he's still there. I didn't even like really want him. I was just like, all right, well, I have a couple. I'm gonna I probably get Ayuk in a couple leagues. So, does anyone know how to actually pronounce Ayuk? Is it Ayuk? I don't know. I've heard Ayuk. I've heard Ayuk. I, it's one of the two. Let's just pronounce it however we want until he's good. Base something or other. He's good. Yeah. What it? What is? He's a professional. Would it shock either of you this week if they come out and the score stat lines are flipped between him and Samuel? Like, no, Ayuk had 10 catches for 180 yards, and Debo caught maybe one ball for like 15 yards. Wouldn't shock, wouldn't shock me. That's what scared me about this offense. I mean, watching Ayuk play last year, he looks awesome. He looks the part of the wide receiver one. Debo never looked that guy to me. He looked like a less efficient AJ Brown on there, but, uh, I mean, AEC really looked like the wide receiver one to me, so I would not this be surprised is, at all if it was flipped. This is really tough because I'm literally about to talk about this in our game previews, but I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Sorry, Janish. No, 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 That's fine. no, no. It's not what you're saying. I'm saying I'm defending the same 
point, so I'm just not going to use mm-hmm. that right now. We'll get to the game previews here in a second. Okay. Well, that's it. All we'll right. Be well, back. on to the we'll, game previews. I was about to say, we'll Let's be back talk next. More about the 49ers. We'll be back next week with the, and we'll have, I'm sure, plenty from this game previews that will also be horrible takes next week. So we'll be back. <laughs> that's true. Well, I'm we love hearing ourselves talk. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, wait. We never did our teams, man. We never gave our minutes or our teams. Let's do that. Oh, later. shit. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we'll do that at the end. All right. I'm going to do it right now. No, I'm about to talk about my team anyway. So I'll, I'll do it here in a bit. And we'll get <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, all right. Start, sit, stop. Our game previews here. Um, so I'm gonna start with Jalen Hurts as as my start and Devonta Smith as my start because you can't start one without the other. Um, I think you start this man until further notice, Mr. Jalen Hurts. Uh his escapability is phenomenal. I'm not sure if that's a real word either. I'm using it though. Uh, and I just love seeing it after a year of watching Wentz just get wrecked in the pocket. Nick Bosa will be a problem uh, with San Francisco. I, I think that this will be his real test because Atlanta really didn't get any pressure on him. Other, Well, they got pressure on him. Grady Jarrett just couldn't get to him. He's not as fast as like a Nick Bosa would be. So I think, uh, I think he's going to, I think he's going to pass this test. <laughs> get it? <laughs> pass. Yeah. yeah anyway, I just think that with his legs, he should always be over 20 points. Fantasy wise. I think 200 passing yards, 40 rushing yards is his floor. And all he needs is two, two touchdowns to be startable all year. So, Obviously, his ceiling can be through the roof. But, uh, again, second start here, uh, Devonta Smith, he's that dude. And they literally didn't even need to throw it to him this last game against Atlanta, but they did anyway. And it was early when they really used him. I think this guy, uh, he's going to go He's gonna go and get that big play. I think I like the fact that he ran all kinds of routes, and I can't wait to see him on some deep routes. Uh, keep an eye on Dallas Goddard. This was news today. I'm not saying this is my start sit or anything, uh, but – I'm okay with starting him right now if he's your best option, but if Zach Ver- Jack- Zach Ertz is actually out, right, which he is out with a hamstring right now, definitely start Goddard. This is Wednesday night. Uh, we'll get more news tomorrow uh, or Thursday and Friday. Uh, my sit is Ayuk, and my stop is worrying about Ayuk. Um, I get it. I'm sitting him until further notice, but had a hamstring injury throughout the full the first four, first month. We kind of talked about this earlier. Uh, this whole word learning how to be a pro thing is crap. I think he just wasn't fully healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a great game against the Eagles, but I still am not starting him until he did have that hurdle on Epps last year for the touchdown, which they showed on NFL network and everywhere, like all the time. Um, and they probably will still show that highlight. Um, and then my defensive player is Eric Wilson linebacker for the Eagles, him and single single, uh, him and Singleton are startable. But I really like what I saw from Eric Wilson. He just looked more like he had a little bit more athleticity out there. Uh, and I'm just going to use that every time. I have to say the word athletic. Uh, but keep an eye on Hargrave. He had two sacks uh, to start the season. And Fletcher Cox being double teamed. Uh, him, I, I get he's a defensive tackle. But if he can keep this up, he might be startable in Dynasty or IDP. Okay. I, I, I agree. Um, ESPN actually gives... Uh, San Francisco only a 52% chance of beating the Eagles. So that, I don't think we would have said that two weeks ago. So Not at all. pretty good showing out of the Eagles last week against Atlanta. I I definitely think they can capitalize on that. And we'll see what San Francisco is going to do. I wouldn't feel comfortable starting anyone from San Francisco. Not even a quarterback, to be perfectly frank. Trey Lance went in there and snagged a touchdown from Garoppolo early in the game. So can't even trust the damn quarterbacks in, in that yeah. system. So – Maybe you I mean, trust Kittle. Maybe you trust Samuel. I would not be shocked if Samuel lets you down. 
I would I would start Kittle and Samuel. And honestly, if you got Elijah Mitchell and you don't and you picked him up for a good reason, like you didn't have a running back or you had Mostert or something, I could see him being serviceable. Um, I wouldn't feel very confident about starting Elijah Mitchell. Um, I think that would be more of like a flex play, or if you just went RB zero RB to start the season. Um, I think he could be a good start this week. I don't know what we're going to see from Sermon yet, and but as of right now, Elijah Mitchell's the one to start. I don't like it, but technically he's the one. Long run, I don't think so, but as of right now, it could easily be Wilson if he's back. It could be. We could get a note that Carryon Johnson's looked the best he's looked his whole career, and he's starting. You know, there's so much right there. Don't wish that into the world, Joe. It's just <laughs> I love hey, Carryon Johnson. I have no idea what we're talking about. Hey, speaking of uh, Eric Wilson, you remember that fireball bet, Yashua? It's not over. We they had nine and eight tackles. Hey, it's week one. It's week one. Nine and eight tackles, and yes, you're, you're winning right now. We got a long. We got a long season. Yeah, there's Boy, a lot of fun fireball bets in here that yeah. are going to look interesting. By the end of the season. Well, Kyle, all right, fireball bets looking real good for me. Oh, are we doing all of them? Yes, we're doing one at a time. Oh, my bad, my bad. All right, that's my bad. I, I didn't realize. Um, so, KC Baltimore. Um, let's go ahead and get into that. Uh, my start is Watkins and Marquise Brown. Um, they both looked great on Monday. Eight targets for Sammy, six for Brown. Uh, could be great DFS plays. I would take the cheaper option because, honestly, either – person could go off i don't know joe will tell you about that later probably um against kc they're gonna have to play the whole game and if i had Ayuk or juju on my team which i unfortunately have both of them in one league i would start one of these guys instead which i unfortunately don't uh my sit is anyone on kansas city not named tyree kill and travis kelsey um and yes that includes edwards alaire um, I thought we would figure out who the wide receiver two is in this game. We did not. Uh, Hardman, Robinson, and Pringles targets were three, two, and two, respectively. Uh, Edwards Alaire, I get it. You're probably starting him because you drafted him way too early, like I did last year. Um, you can't be feeling good with 43 yards on 14 carries and I don't know what, two catches or something like that. I don't even know if you had any. Uh, I, I, it wasn't good. I fell for this trap last year, and I, I feel like maybe he's just not going to have that opportunity. I don't know. Obviously, this was a game where they were playing from behind, so Edwards Lair was kind of off the table. But even last year when they were up the whole game, Mahomes just likes to throw. Like he, they're the team that would throw on second on on second down when they're up by thirty, and you're like, why? He could have just ran it anyway. Uh, my stop is Lamar Jackson. Uh, this is actually another thing we kind of touched on earlier, but I, I I don't think anyone's really thinking this, but like you know, not starting him, but. I know people are worried after that game. He didn't look comfortable. It was week one. That offensive line is pretty much garbage. They're running. He doesn't have his running backs that are, he's used to. Probably don't know how to pick up blocks like they, uh, Dobbins and Gus Edwards did. Gus Edwards was actually really good at picking up blocks. Uh, I just think he'll be fine. He'll get more TDs. The running backs poached his TDs in this game, and I think uh, I think it's going to be the other way around for the remainder of the season. And then my defense is Marlon Humphrey. Uh, I usually steer away from the cornerbacks. Uh, corner backs that is um but i walked into a team with him and i was like hell i'll keep him he has the stats he looked good i don't know why he's a cornerback but now i know why he was everywhere on that field the entire game he was tackling everyone from running backs tight ends to wide receivers and probably would have gotten car if car ever got sacked uh he does need to slow down and try not to celebrate too much and maybe he'll get that interception too (laughs) that video is phenomenal (laughs) yeah that was incredible 
Oh yeah, dude. I actually did not see that on the game. I guess no one really. I didn't notice it either until somebody had tweeted it out afterwards that like, Hey, did Marlon Humphrey have an interception and he just threw the ball away um, (laughs) celebrating. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. He would have had the interception, but he didn't notice that he caught it off of Darren Waller's leg. So kind of, kind of bad. Also Tyson Williams is not up to blocking speed. It, it, Carl Nassib only annihilated Lamar for that fumble because Tyson Williams picked up the wrong block. What are you going to do? He's a, just, he's a, he's a rookie. What are you, you going to do? I just don't think he had the practice in that no, capacity yet. He's not ready for that moment. No, yeah, exactly. I think, th- I think this will improve too. And I think Lat Murray, that was the reason Lat Murray was in there so much too. And honestly, you got to feel decent about Lat Murray right now. Oh yeah. No, I mean, he got I 10 did. carries. It wasn't pretty. Um, they should have thrown him in there at the end of block. He's just, he's a veteran at least, at least yeah. he's a veteran. So maybe he could have picked that block up, but he didn't. And they fumbled and Oakland yeah. won on a weird game. Um. Anyway, on to the next game Um. in no particular order, obviously uh, the Thursday night game, New York giants versus Washington. Uh, my start is Saquon Barkley. Yes. I told you to sit him last week. Yes, I was right. Uh, I wanted to see how he would be come back from the injury. And although he didn't look 100% out there, I don't think he really looked bad either. Um, they didn't, he, he had what 13 carries or something like that. Booker only did get four carries. Um, obviously they were losing a lot, so it was a pass heavy game, but I, I think uh, Booker did pretty much virtually nothing with those carries. And I, I would look for him to bounce back here. I know Washington, Washington's defense is good, but I think this was kind of his easing in no new injuries, no injury reports, uh, any new injury reports at least. Um, but I just, I think if anyone could spring a big run, i.e. Melvin Gordon, it can be Saquon Barkley. Um, he could t- take off in that second, in that secondary. So uh, I would just look for them to lean a little bit more on Barkley after uh, Daniel Jones didn't look that great. Um, my sit is Sterling Shepard. I assume you guys probably picked him up, but I don't Thank think, you. I don't think this Sorry. is the start you're looking. No, no, I think it was a great pickup. That Maybe was your other wrong one, by the way, Joe. We didn't get into that, but oh no, Sterling. No. Well, yeah, he, said, he said he was bad season. the entire he said he'd be bad the entire year. But anyway, you may have picked him up this week because that was a sm- and then I think that was a great move. It's great. He's just not a starter right now. You're not starting him against Washington secondary. You don't want to do that. I get Washington didn't look that great last week, but they are good, I promise. Um, I think he should absolutely be owned. And I think the ball, I want to see how this ball is going to get dispersed. I like that Daniel Jones actually did spread the ball out a little bit, but I imagine Galladay will be the target lead on the team for pretty much the remainder of the year. So um, we'll see what happens there. Just hold on to him. Don't drop him, especially if he has a bad game, but he, he has been a good wide receiver this entire time. And then stop, stop, stop worrying about Gibson and McLaurin. Do not trade these fucking people. They are two of the top 15 running backs and wide receivers, probably better. That's that's me giving them a generous or a, a benefit of the doubt there. I get Fitzpatrick went down. It sucks. But do not sell them. They're at their lowest right now because Heineke came in. And Heineke actually looked good in the wild guard game against Tampa Bay last year. And he will be serviceable fill-in for Gibson and McLaurin. Gibson and McLaurin are both used to that medioc- mediocre quarterback play. They really haven't had a quarterback. I actually was thinking about it. I couldn't even remember who their quarterback was last year. It took me a long time to be like, who is their quarterback again? Yeah. So don't sell their player at their lowest ever, ever, ever. And then uh, my defense, defensive play for this uh, game is Cole Holcomb. And he's been my, my fucking rookie linebacker sleeper of the year since two years ago. Yeah. It's his third year now. Uh, This is the dude for Washington. He's going to have all the tackles. He had a hundred tackles in his rookie year and 70 last year and two and a half sacks in like 11 games. 
Uh, he's starting out with 11 tackles in a QB hit week one. So, you know, he's going to be blitzing occasionally as well. I think this dude, if you don't own him right now, you should go find him in uh, IDP league. I agree. The Lauren catch was the nastiest thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was incredible. He's, that, that was, was dirty. Wild. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to touch on that. Did the Giants waste the pick with Kadarius Tony? Yes. He played five snaps all game, did not play a single special team snap. You want that from a first-round pick? That's how you're going to use him in the game? I know so, it's week one, but a first-round pick? Wow. They wanted Devonta Smith so damn bad, which they signed Galladay. What do you need Devonta Smith for? You have Sterling Shepard and Slayton. Right. Why, like, why did they're you not them? bad. They're great twos and threes on teams, and both twos, really, in my opinion. I think you have three of the – a pretty good trio there. Obviously not Tampa Bay trio, but you're getting a good trio right there. And you're going to grab t- a rookie. Like I get one of them might be gone next year, but like, why wouldn't you? Why? why? There was so understand. much left on that board. And they reached they for Tony. Too. They didn't need to do it. And I just. No, I if a team like the chiefs would have grabbed Tony, I don't think it would have been a waste. I think he's talented no, no. enough. Yeah. At 32 and that's, or 31. That would have made well, sense. I mean, just in general, a lot of right? teams, green Bay had, they picked him. Uh, yeah, that would have made a lot of sense. They need Good a wide offense receiver. Doesn't make sense. Daniel Jones is not going to be able to utilize a player like that. No, especially, especially behind that offensive line. He's I mean, going to be stuck behind Shepard this year. It's going to until and maybe they just think Shepard's going to get hurt, so that's why they have him just in case. But like until then, like you're getting him for just insurance. Like, what do you think, Green Bay Packers? Picking up players just for insurance purposes, like cornerback, because you can't draft one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they had they drafted a first round cornerback that didn't play. You just paid Galladay a shit ton of money, and then you grab a rookie to like. I just okay. So they, I get that you want Devonta Smith. I think he's a freak. I think he's going to be phenomenal for years to come, and I think he's a lot better than his draft value was this year. And I think next year he's going to skyrocket. But in general, you missed out on him, right? You still right. had the eleventh pick. You had the eleventh pick. You could have grabbed many guys right there. God, I just think it's dumb. And Daniel Jones, Horrible. I really hope I don't have to do a wrong segment on him because I don't want to. I love it. I don't want to I love do that, that 11th pick, man. Yeah, exactly. You could have grabbed yourself a Justin Fields. <laughs> it's true. All it right. Any, anyway, we're getting we're moving through these real quick. Uh, Las Vegas and Pittsburgh. Um, I think you're starting all three Pittsburgh wide receivers. That's my start. I can't choose one because I don't know if there is one. I get Roethlisberger look terrible. The Raiders' pass defense was allowing a lot of holes for that uh, fourth form all night. Wait, Raiders. My apologies. Um, oh, the Raiders. Yeah, sorry. My yeah. Apologies. No, you're uh, right. So the Raiders' pass defense was allowing a lot of holes from Baltimore. Um, Juju had eight targets, which I was shocked. I thought I, I was actually technically wrong about him, but I can't really say because I've always loved Juju. Um, I was actually – he was and he was really just looking for him all the time. Uh, Claypool, five targets. He's going to be touchdown dependent. But other than that, on the one-yard line, I mean, that's that's when you really want him. Uh, Deontay Johnson had 10 targets, obviously his favorite. And if you, I actually saw something about Deontay Johnson, about him being the wide receiver three on that team, as this one dude on Twitter. And I was just like, how is he the wide receiver? Th- He's the number right. one. People just hey, love Claypool so much. Claypool's the touchdown dependent guy. He had those four touchdowns against the Eagles. So everyone's just like, yeah. Um, and then my sit is... On the other hand, all the receivers on Las Vegas not named Waller. I get it. There was a lot of people out there getting targets and did pretty good. Um, but Waller, 19 targets. Absolutely wild. Um, he, Carr was just throwing at him every 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 chance he got. And obviously he threw 56 times, so that 19 was a little exaggerated. And they ended up winning. But five 
five did go to Drake. Um, happy to see that. I think Drake was going to have a good, uh, good round. I think Drake is startable, especially with uh, what's his face being injured right now, uh, Jacobs. Um, I would love to see what that team looked like with just Drake starting. I don't even like Drake, but I just I think he looked good pass catching as just the primary pass catching back. Uh, but I think this is actually going to be very similar to the Lions. I think Waller and Drake are you're going to be your get the two uh, you know lion share of the team. <laughs> Another fun. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Um, but the others are, I think they're just going to fluctuate too much. Like I like Brian Edwards. I think he's going to be the dude. I'm if I, if I had to start one, it'd be him. Um, he got, a, he didn't really get a target until like the second half, but he did everything with all of them. Uh, but rugs, I know he got injured there, but you're just basically hoping for a TV, TD with him. I, I think, I think until further notice you're sitting rugs and then stop with Josh Jacobs. Obviously you're not going to sit him. I get it. Just be aware that those two touchdowns saved him. Like he didn't look good other than the one run for 15 yards. And that's, and this one's even worse than the last that I told you that's 19 carry or 19 yards on nine carries other than the one run for 15 yards. That's bad. Understand there. I understand they're down. Yada, yada, yada. Drake being out there on passing downs is going to hurt him a lot. And I just, I'm just saying temper your expectations. You're not getting that out of Josh Jacobs every week. He, I, I want to see him, not to mention he's injured now, too. I wrote this before he was injured. I didn't even realize. Uh, and then uh, on defense, I got to say Jonathan Abrams, my guy, uh, might be the guy we thought we were going to see the last couple of years. Started off with nine tackles in the past defended. It's a great start. I'm starting him until further notice. So I got him in our D League for draft order. So I agree. Um, it was hilarious that Willie Sneed played two snaps for Las Vegas on, and one of them was off his helmet interception. Good to see you, Willie Sneed. Happy to have you in Las Vegas. Yeah, he looked bad, but I'm saying Brian Edwards, uh, Renfro, and Ruggs. I like all three of them. I like the idea of all of them. I just, I'm not starting any of them. In Dynasty, if you have to throw one in, it's Brian Edwards. And then maybe Ruggs if you're, if you're really desperate. Brian Edwards, you know, the Ruggs, yeah. literally blew out his entire leg. It was his calf that, that he was grabbing. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. It and just I, went completely limp. And I was like, oh shit, what happened there? Those exactly. speedsters, man. They have so bad we're not hands. Picking up Zay Jones yet? No, do not pick up Zay and Jones. And honestly, no. Carr called him out on national. Hey, he did do that, but I don't in know Dynasty, if I that. in Dynasty, I get Zay Jones right now. Anywhere else, do not touch him. Like, I mean, maybe, but you could also get him on the waivers. I would not touch him in redraft. He looked, he did look good though. I mean, he called the game winning touchdown. That's probably all he did in the entire game. I I think he had three catches actually. Okay. Well, quote me on that because I'm not. A couple of quiet catches and a game winner, and that's it. Right. Just saying, man. He won a very important game. All right. Anyway, we're speeding through this. Los Angeles Rams versus Indy is my last one. Um, I think my start here, and this is where we're really going to get deep because you're starting all your stars from these games, honestly. Um, you're starting Pascal, I think. Uh, Wentz found him for both of his touchdowns. I think Wentz found himself as Greg Ward on this team. And now that's an Eagles reference. I'm sorry. Uh, he's going to use him as a safety blanket. And with TY out, I would start Pittman and Pascal in deeper leagues. Uh, 12 mans, 14 if you're in them. Good, more power to you. I don't know how to do that. Uh, and then Dynasty. Um, I'm starting Pascal in one of our dynasty leagues. I'm really excited about him. I had him on my rosters over and over and over again, years, year after year. He's that Tim Patrick. He's not the sexy play. He's just that guy that like, you're like, okay, I guess I'll grab him. And then he's honestly pretty good. So just saying, uh, I think that's what's his dude. And I think that's who he found. And I think Pittman's still going to have a good game too, but I, that's my guy. 
Um, okay. My sit is Mr. Van Jefferson. If you went out and got him, good for you. Proud of you. Keep him on your bench another week. Uh, unless you're in deep dynasty and then you don't have a better option to do it. I don't care. But I just want to see him again. Woods obviously didn't have that big role. And I just I, I do think this is a great matchup for wide receivers here. Uh, obviously, we we saw, you know, the Indianapolis didn't do the best, but I think it's going to be a passing game at the end of it all. Um, and I think the Rams are I don't think they're going to be just winning outright. Indy's defense is too good. So I think Woods is just going to be that guy. I just don't env- envision Henderson getting out of the blocks fast. So I think it's going to be Stafford slinging that ball around. So I'm starting Woods Cup. And Higby, though, if I if I have him, um, I would I would be about Higby. He looked actually really good. I can't say I was wrong about him as well. So, but yeah, my stop here is basically the same concept. Robert Woods, like, yeah, we found out that Stafford eats breakfast with Cooper Cup every morning, and yes, the analysts didn't tell us this until the middle of the first <laughs> game. But Woods will eat another pun. That's my last one. I'm done. Jesus Christ! And there, I, I mean, they were in control through that game, the first game like halfway through no offense joe i'm sorry hey um, dude but... the bears were practicing social distancing so oh. we should applaud them and just you know let cooper thank cup go for... running by three motherfuckers thank you for your service bears <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that um that's smart of you uh really not spreading the COVID around but i think woods will be fine um uh, i think don't panic i think they were they were pretty much up halfway through that game and obviously it's looking like cup is the wide receiver one on this team but I assume Woods will still be fine. I mean, they were both wide receiver ones after last year with Goff. Like, Goff made Woods look good, and he's also a down-the-field receiver, so Stafford will find him, especially when they're, you know, in a challenging game. Once again, no offense, Joe. Um, Woods is going to be fine. I still think he's the wide receiver one. We just could not. I mean, dude, they put Cooper Cup on Marquise Christian and Kendall Vilder the entire game and just threw it right at him. Not even I'm, holding back. Ever. Save it for your Bears minute, Joe. Dude, hey. Cups looked great, though. I was yeah. happy to see him. He caught everything from little slants to curls to deep slants to touchdowns to deep balls. Like, it was just great for Cup. I've always wanted it for him, and he's had some injury problems, too, so it's nice to see him healthy and catching touchdowns. Uh, last little bit, uh, defense. Uh, Kenny Young is that dude. Um, I, I'm coining this as the Corey Littleton role, and I'm looking forward to see who has it next year but it is Kenny Young, apparently, and he won it. So uh, if you haven't picked him up yet, you're probably too late, but you are starting him if you have him. Um, until f- the Rams always have that one linebacker that all the defensive line just funnels it right to that guy, and it appears to be Kenny Young this year. So it be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, if you have Troy Reader, don't panic and drop him unless it's a small league or something. But, yeah. I want to throw out, um, as an IDP guy, uh, Justin Hollins from the Rams. Yep. He had two sacks. The Bears' offensive line is trash, so I wouldn't get too excited about it, but keep an eye on him. <laughs> so He played 75% of the snaps, so that's... I actually had him on my uh, on the watch that we are going to talk about, but we can get to him now. Um, so he's a D-line in ESPN, but he's a linebacker and sleeper. So you're not getting the same value. I could, I'd still start him. I mean, two sacks, two, sacks, ah, two sacks to start out the year and eight tackles. So if he has that defensive end eligibility, I'm absolutely about it, but I'm not really confident starting with linebacker, but Leonard Floyd looked nowhere to be there. I thought Leonard Floyd was going to have his revenge game against the bears. And I don't (laughs) have three. I didn't even see him. I literally never saw his name. I think he had the revenge game last year, two years ago. I can't remember. Yeah. Second revenge game. You know, what about (laughs) second revenge? Second second revenge. How many revenge games do you get? (laughs) Limited. Exactly. All right. 
I'll get on to my game previews. We're going to start out with Minnesota and Arizona. Um, my start for this game will be the Arizona offense. Minnesota did not look like they wanted or chose to cover anyone when they played the Bengals. And now they're going to, Minnesota's now going to face a tougher offense in Arizona who just lit the Tennessee Titans up for, you know, Kyler Murray looked like he was playing backyard football, drawing plays in the sand out there. So start your Arizona offense. They all should be fine. Even Christian Kirk, who I'm going to get to in a second, he'll be fine too. Um, the sit in this game, it's it's not as much a like you need to sit him. You need to be weary of Dalvin Cook. The Arizona defensive line like looks really good. I, I'm not like they held Derrick Henry in check, which is no small task. But Tennessee's O line is also bad. However. If it was really that the defense line is that good, like all world good, then Dalvin Cook may be in for a bad game. So I wouldn't sit Dalvin Cook, but if you're expecting him to be the reason you win this week, I I don't know if I would do that. Especially daily fantasy, I would steer away from Cook. Uh, My stop for this game, I'm sorry, is Christian Kirk. It's not for – it's just – Christian Kirk had 57% of the snaps in Arizona's offense. He caught two touchdowns. So he used the, like, as when he was in there, he used it uh, as much as he could to get those touchdowns. But it feels like he's going to be inconsistent. It feels like he's going to have some games where he gets two touchdowns and some games where he doesn't do anything at all. So for my stop, it's Christian Kirk, at least for this week. I'm sure if in the future, if he carves out a bigger role, Rondale Moore wasn't used very much last week, but they also didn't need him. They were scoring at will with Hopkins and Kirk, but A.J. Green's going to be more involved. The, the backs out of the backfield, Chase Edmonds is going to get more involved. So I don't know if I would necessarily count on Christian Kirk to be in my starting lineup. Maybe we pick him up and we just leave him on our bench for this week. Um, I have to say I love both the running backs in this game, and I say both because there's only two. Uh, Chase Edmonds was happy to see what Cliff Kingsbury did with him. Like he looked great. A lot of passes, a lot of the passes, a little bit decent amount of runs as well. Um, and then I think Dalvin Cook looked like a monster. His stat line didn't show how great he played. No, it's true. I mean, but, the interesting thing was Connor really didn't play until the game was well out of hand. Yeah. And I think that's what it's going to be. I don't think they're going to yeah. use Chase Edmonds in those situations. It makes the snaps look weird, but also like game script that played a huge role in why the snaps looked like that. So yeah. going forward, I still think it's going to be Edmonds backfield. I love it. Okay. Well, let's move on to Cleveland versus Houston. Um, my start for this game is Jarvis Landry. Uh, Odell Beckham's already ruled out for the game on Sunday, so there's no wondering until Sunday if he's going to play or not. He's already ruled out. So Jarvis Landry is going to be able to do what Jacksonville's offense was able to do last week and just feast on Houston's okay but not great defense. Um, They definitely gave Trevor Lawrence a little trouble, but I I don't think Baker and the company coming off of that heartbreaking loss to the Chiefs I think they're going to take it out on Houston this week at home. And I think they're going to have that offense is going to have no trouble, but mainly Jarvis Landry. Um, my, my low key start for this week, and this is good for daily fantasy, Pharaoh Brown for Houston. He's the, the, he's their tight end. As you saw last week, Cleveland's linebackers are clearly ha- going to have trouble covering tight ends. I give you that they were facing Travis Kelsey. That's a little bit of a, a skewing, 
in that certain direction. However, I still think the Joker needs a little bit of work and protection. They tried to use Anthony Walker more, but he wasn't really having it either. They play a lot of zone, which allowed Travis Kelsey just to work in the middle. And if they use that to their advantage with Farrell Brown, Farrell Brown's going to be in for a big game. And so I would definitely look for him to get at least a touchdown in this game, if not a little bit more from Tyrod. So that's my hundred on DraftKings. That's my that's my low key start. I think there's a there's something there. Uh, my sit for this game is Houston running backs in general. Just don't start any Houston running backs, and that might just be for the future. I'm not sure. Um, they all played. Mark Ingram had the most yards and most snaps. I don't know if that was for the game script that they were in being ahead, or if that's how it's going to be. It was very confusing. I didn't like it at all. Like it didn't help me out at all because I, I was like, "Is it David Johnson? Is it Philip Lindsay?" Oh, it's Mark Ingram. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Just don't start any of them. You picked up Mark Ingram probably thinking, oh, he's the guy. I don't believe that at all. (laughs) I think they were ahead, and they just ran him with the ball. Uh, My my stop for this game is stop sleeping on Donovan Peoples-Jones. So I realized that Anthony Schwartz looked like the better player in the game, but Donovan Peoples-Jones played 80% of the snaps for Cleveland. That's going to lead to more. That's going to lead to targets. That's going to lead to touches. That's going to lead to points. And this game coming up will be a great time for him to bust out. He played a lot. Just pick him up, put him on your bench. It, it, it may not be in this game, but just he's, I think he's going to be the pickup in the future. So just keep Don, Donovan Peoples Jones in your thoughts and prayers going into this weekend and in your lineups in the future. Always. I have so much to say on sure. top of that. I was trying not to interrupt. I was trying to let you get through it. But Oh, you're good. Peoples Jones is not the answer here. I don't think Landry's the answer here. Who? I, Who's I the answer? I don't think either one of them are the answer. I think Landry. So you think Cleveland's just going to throw those ghosts? Landry's five for 71 against the Chiefs when they were throwing the entire game and using, you know, they obviously is Chubb and Hunt. I think Chubb and Hunt are the answers to this game. And that's the team. I just I don't I would never want to start a third string wide receiver on that team. I, I also have no idea what the I don't have Donald Peoples Jones as a start. By the way, that was my stop sleeping on person. No, no, no. no. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm I'm saying more of I I didn't agree with the Landry thing. I love Landry, but he you wouldn't start Landry him. after last. Oh, week. Absolutely he had a solid start, start last five game, catches for seventy one. And he's playing a worse defense now. I think Kansas City's defense, you'd think that would he would ha- have done better. I just I feel like you're gonna end for the same thing. Five for seventy one, hopefully get this touchdown. I'm just I'm not a big fan of Landry on this offense. I don't I'm not a big fan of this team. Other than the running backs, I do love Chubb and Hunt. I don't Cleveland Everyone good. loves Chubb. I don't I just, know I don't know what you're Cleveland looked good. Oh no, no, that's fine. I mean, they should have won, but right. uh, they lost. Uh, I'll get like, to the, we'll get to that in my Cleveland but, minute. At no, the end. honestly, I just. What the fuck's going on with Odell? I'm sorry, I've been trying to move past this whole thing. I have no clue. I have no clue. How is he, he looked like he was, out on Wednesday? He looked like he was ready to play going into the last game, and now he's suddenly ruled out on Wednesday for like, I don't know. I really hope this is for injury and not for drama. I really hope that. So about I'm costing gonna, a game against Jordan, which would have been tough. Man. I'm just gonna keep. Down. I'm just gonna keep going that. Um, he's hurt and not there's not nothing behind the scenes because I would he hate alert that he happened. got hurt pretty late last year compared to a lot of these ACL injuries. No, back. I get it, but all the reports were saying that he was going to be fine. He well, he was on track to play yeah. until an hour before the game. With like, ACL injuries, you get all the the quad and hamstring stuff, and 
and all that. So yeah. I was just really hoping for an though. Odell Odell uh, resurgence, basically, and it, it's not looking likely at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I think that. Over. He probably wasn't ready to play last week. He's probably closer to being ready this week, but they're playing Houston, so why? It's true. That's it's not, of course, about, Houston's going to the not about that. That's true. After last, after last week, freaking slammed Urban Meyer. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, moving on. So my next game is Atlanta versus Tampa Bay. Um, I'm just going to, for my start, just start everybody on Tampa Bay. Even Mike Evans, who had a disappointing no, week last week. not Rojo and Fournette. I don't I don't even have a problem starting either one of them. I think Atlanta's awful. And I think if you if you think that what Jalen Hurts and them did to Atlanta was bad, just wait until Tom Brady gets there. Actually, he, that's that's fair because the running backs could have just a fucking they're gonna have like forty five points and you don't know who's gonna score all those touchdowns. It's gonna, Godwin and Antonio Brown are gonna eat. Gronk's gonna eat. I would not be shocked if they have to run with the running backs because they're up so big and they're going to eat too. I don't think, I think if you play in Atlanta this season, you're starting everyone firing them all up. That's just, I'm, I'm going into the season, believing that. And yeah, so st- just start them all. Uh, my sit for this game. I feel like it's pretty obvious, but Mike Davis, um, Tampa Bay shut down Zeke Elliott. And if they can shut down Zeke Elliott, they can shut down Mike Davis. It's just that simple. And this is a run team for Atlanta, and that did not go well. So you're gonna have to throw the ball, Arthur Smith. I don't. I, I, do you need to hear it from our podcast? You got to throw the ball. Um, Ridley and Pitts and Russell Gage. I don't know if you know him or not. Maybe you need to get acquainted. Um, throw the ball. Don't give Mike Davis the ball. Mike Davis is my sit for this week. I think Tampa's gonna clamp down on him, and his old ass is gonna be on the bench and. Cordell Patterson's going to be in there for most of the game. Um, my stop is just stop with Atlanta. I, 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 this is really fucking frustrated me. I'm done with Atlanta. I'm done. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that this is what happened to this team. That's literally, I have them on my, my stop. Stop with Atlanta. Just none. I don't want any part of it. Ridley, you're my guy. You can keep doing your thing. I don't want anybody else on the team. Pitts. Gage, you all are fine players. Your team clearly doesn't know how to use you. And Matt Ryan, I don't know how old you got in the offseason, but it's way too old. Well, you but made it Pitts, one week. Pitts is just, have you seen his wingspan and his athleticity? He's just like the best tight end. Like, I would draft him in the fourth overall pick, and I would draft him with, all right, I had to get it in. I'm sorry. If I, if I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that this team is this bad. The you Eagles the are, fourth, okay. You have the fourth. I think the overall. Eagles are the GOATs. Like, do you think they have one of the best defenses in the league after last week? I never said that. I no, no, no. I, th- I was saying if you oh. watch that game, if aliens, if they got to pick one game out and you're like, this is the football game we're going to watch. This is the they team. Would, they would think the Eagles were the best defense in, you know, history after watching that game. Like, ah, yeah, Fuck Atlanta. Dumb yeah, but like, let's just fine. say hypothetically you have the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft. And you could have grabbed a, a replacement quarterback. You could have grabbed uh, offensive lineman. I mean, whatever. You could have grabbed a new wide receiver to replace Julio. You could have traded down and grabbed something else. I still think they did that. I think they replaced Julio. I just think they're tanking and they're going to get a quarterback in this draft. I'm not saying Kyle Pitts isn't good. I think we all know Kyle Pitts is good. I just think that like that pick was not right for them. And no. that was a dumb pick. And well, they're going like, to have a top not, three pick this year, and they'll get a quarterback. I mean, they and, can just keep doing that for six or seven years and be like the New York Jets and just 
do nothing with it and trade them away for three first round picks and then still do nothing with it, aka Jamal Adams. It's true. I think everyone on that team is going to be just fine. So, nope, I'm done with them. Hang in there tight with us. Billy's quitting after one I mean, week. They're going to lose. That's next true, week. They're going to lose this week, but I do have confidence that this offense looks better than it did last week. I, it will eventually, but not against. I wouldn't. Who in their division even would you feel good have been? Uh, New Orleans Carolina. shut down Aaron Rodgers. Carolina still looked great. I mean, they played, you know, the Aaron Jets. Rodgers so, Aaron Rodgers. okay. Well, that defense didn't do nothing. Like, I don't know. I don't trust Atlanta against their division. I'm not going to have Atlanta in my happy. I'm just going to give Atlanta to someone else next week. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I'll talk All right. About on to the next game. Seattle versus Tennessee. My start for this game, Bobby Wagner. And I'm starting with defense because I just saw what the Arizona Cardinals looked like against uh, the Tennessee O-line. And I'm going to go ahead and bank that they do the same thing this week. Um, I don't think Taylor Wan's going to figure it out. If anything, he may overcorrect himself and like guard Harold Landry really good. And I think, or not Harold Landry, whoever the D-line is for Seattle. But I think Seattle's pass rushers, just fire them up. You're going to be fine if you're in an IDP league or if you have the Seattle defense. I, that's that's who I would start in this game. Um, after watching what Atlanta did last week, I think I would do that. Honestly, their pass rushers are terrible. <laughs> They're not great, but if you're going to look good in one game, it's going to be against Tennessee's O-line based off last week. We that's can only true. go based off of what's actually happening, and that's what I think is you know how that's Seattle, how bad Tennessee's O-line is. Um, my sit this week is actually going to be Julio Jones. Um, so no Indianapolis wide receiver last week had over 50 yards of uh, receiving. Um, I think AJ Brown will have over that. I just, I don't trust Julio to do that in this game. I think that they're going to shut him down. Um, given Indianapolis was, you know, missing T.Y. Hilton. I just am, I'm going to, wait and see on the Tennessee offense. So my sit for this week will be Julio. Um, My stop for this week is just, you know, and this is kind of a sweeping statement. It's a wait and see on all of the Tennessee players. Just maybe this, you're going to have to use Derrick Henry. You're going to have to use AJ Brown. Um, You're probably using Tannehill. You probably drafted him as your starting quarterback. You might have to fire him up, but anybody else on the team, Ferkser, Julio, um, I don't even know who else you would be using, but it's just going to be a wait and see. Um, if you have a better option, I would use them. Tennessee just does not did not look like they had a game plan going into last week, and I'm just going to need to see it um, before I trust them again. And if you're trying to win games in fantasy football, you're just going to have to go with the flow. And if you have a better option, you're just going to have to use them. I actually think this good analysis. I think this game has trap game written all over it, honestly. I think this is one of those games where you're like, oh, Tennessee was bad last week. They're going to be bad. Seattle was okay last week. They're going to be okay. You know, I could see this being a ridiculous shootout. Like, I, I'm honestly like, I, I, you could see all these wide receivers going off. I'm not excited about starting Julio or AJ Brown in any league, probably. I was about to say, point. guess what game we thought last week was going to be a shootout? Tennessee yeah. versus Arizona. That's fair. Um, that is fair. Um, it was. It was a one-sided shootout. I was about to say, it was yeah, a one-sided shot. shootout. It was yeah, more like an assassination. It was a firing squad, basically. Yeah. I, okay. I, I'm just saying, I wouldn't I wouldn't 
fire down Julio that I'm not saying to trade anybody. I'm just saying if you're going into the game thinking, all right, well, and Derrick Henry could easily go off this week. He's got that ability to overcome a battle line. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're like, man, I'm going to win this week based off of Julio, probably not. Let's say you're, let's say you drafted Tannehill and you grabbed a second quarterback and you grabbed Justin Fields. I'd start Justin Fields over him and just this hope week that he comes in. Yeah, and wow. just hope that he comes in. That's how bad Tannehill looked last week. <laughs> Very efficient one touchdown. Fair efficient enough. one touchdown. At least you're right. getting seven points, man. That's hey. a strong. That's a strong case. Yeah, I'm just yeah I think Russ is going for 404 TDs this week. So yeah, I would bet oh, on Russ that as well. All day. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's going to be offense in this game. You you'd have to think that someone on Tennessee. I like your AJ Brown call. I mean that's. I think guy, he'll be but... fine. I just don't think Julio this week. I think... Okay. Yeah. I'm calling Jeremy McNichols, man. That's wow. Be the guy. Two okay. tutties. I love two tutties. Whoa. Okay. Two tutties. All right. Don't listen to that. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get to my last game. Uh, should be quick. New England versus the Jets. Uh, my start for this week is Jacoby Myers. Um, the Jets were having a tough time covering the uh, wide receivers for uh, Carolina last week. So. Jacoby Myers played the most snaps out of every in New England wide receiver. Nelson Aguilar is also a start, I would say. I would say both of those guys are probably your top two. Jacoby Myers still out there looking for his first touchdown. Um, hopefully this week he can get it. If can't get it against the Jets, maybe it's just never going to happen. I don't know. But fire up Jacoby Myers. I think you'll be fine in starting him. Mac Jones, this is your time to shine, bud. Uh, my sit for this week is actually Corey Davis. He is the number one option in New York. Um, he looked great last week, a couple of touchdowns against the Panthers. Um, I think I think Bill Belichick is going to take him out this week. He, he loves doing the, like, I'm taking out your best player deal, and I think that's unfortunately going to be Corey Davis this week. So if you have another Jets, you know, if you have Elijah Moore, for example, he might be a sneaky play. I, I still don't think they're going to be great. It just The Jets – always get pounded by the Patriots. It just always happens. So I, I don't think Jets are going to have a lot of positive plays in this game, but I would definitely not be starting Corey Davis if you have a better option available. Um, my stop is any New York Jets running back. We told you this before the season. If, you, if you're still were like, well, Tevin Coleman could, or Michael Carter was in the third round. He could be the guy. Ty Johnson led in snaps for the Jets, and it was a close game. So it's not even like that was a positive game script where like he just was in there because they needed it. He was in there because that was the guy. Like That is not good. Not good for Coleman. Not good for uh, Michael Carter. Maybe it'll shake out differently as the season goes on, but for right now, I would. you can't trust any of them if Ty Johnson's the guy that led in snaps, and it wasn't particularly close either it was ty johnson by a lot um so just stop with the running backs um i only have one defensive player this entire thing which i realize now i didn't have any other defensive players but i would start devin mccourty i think he's in for a big game against uh the young buck from the jets and i think he will be all, i think he'll either be on Corey davis or he'll be helping with Corey davis and i could easily see him coming up with a pick um Hopefully they don't put Jalen Mills on Corey Davis because then I'm going to be completely wrong because J- Jalen Mills was getting eaten alive. But if they don't put – if they put Devin McCourty over there to help, I think Devin McCourty could pick the ball off. God, I'm glad like Jalen Mills isn't on the Eagles anymore. Oh, God, he looked awful. 
He looked awful. Hey, by the way, I just I just realized I got an update from uh from Sleeper that says report Barkley unlikely to be unleashed in parentheses versus Washington football team. So maybe what are we supposed to do with that? What does that, that mean? Sounds like game and sh- gamesmanship, man. <laughs> it does. Gamesmanship. Hey, we're not going to use that guy at all. Yeah, yeah. we won't wink, even use him. Don't wink. worry. He'll <laughs> not be on the field. Wink, wink. <laughs> they got to keep that front seven honest. That's right. Somehow. All right, but no, right, speaking of, um, I like I like Michael Carter as a buy low right now. Um, I think that Wilson really struggled to be any of that game, and Sala was not going to put two rookies out there together with the amount of struggles that they were having there. Uh, Wilson seemed to get his feet under him a little bit, so I could see that continuing. Um, I'm in a ton of leagues where Carter was just straight dropped, and uh, yep. I mean these are like these aren't small leagues; these are pretty big leagues. So pick him up, stash him. Yeah, as the season goes on, he could easily get in there. But all right, Joe, game preview us. All right, so we're going to start out with Buffalo and Miami. Um, Buffalo played the Steelers last week. It's it's chippy. It was chippy the whole game. They were getting pissed. There was a lot of friction there. They are going to unload it on Miami this week, and I am going to be there to watch it. Josh Allen has always been extremely efficient against Miami. I do not think their defense got any better this offseason. So I think Josh Allen's going to have a huge game. Diggs is a lock. Um, my start for this week is Cole Beasley. I I always try to discount this, dude. I always – I never have him on a team. I always – I never – I mean, dude, he catches like eight balls a game. If you're in a PPR league, start Cole Beasley. He's going to get it done every week. He's going to be the guy to get the third down because they're going to be winning by 40 points this game. So um, I love Cole Beasley there. Uh, I am not going to trust any of the running backs on the Bills ever until we get some sort of idea here. Singletary had all the carries last week. I would not be surprised if Moss is active this week. And then what happens? Is it 50-50 with Josh Allen? Is it 33-33-33? Is it repeating? You know, what's it going to be? So I'm not touching any of the running backs. Um, Singletary, if he does get the big snap share again, I'd be looking to trade him. He's going to have some more running lanes this week against Miami, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Miami, uh, Tua, he averages 200 yards, under 200 yards, and one touchdown for his whole career. Um, like I said, Buffalo is going to be really pissed. Uh, Gaskin is not the answer. He's getting 54% of the carries. Uh, Malcolm Brown has the Jordan Howard role, so if they ever do get in the end zone, that's the guy that's going to get it. And uh, Ahmed is going to cut into Gaskin the entire year. So I don't like that. If Miami's going to put up a chance this game, they have to get something from the wide receivers. Will Fuller is coming back. So that's really going to be, if he has a big game, Miami has a shot. I don't see it happening at all, though. And then as far as the tight ends go, Gasecki played 39% of the snaps last week. That's horrendous. I mean, people were drafting him to be the starter. Dylan Smythe got the uh, 70% of the tight end snaps there. So that's something to definitely monitor. Um, So going over that, my sit for this week, all Miami players do not start Miami. I I don't want to see any Miami player out there. I think Fuller is going to take away from Waddle and I don't think Gaskin's going to have any room. So don't start them. Um, My stop for this week, I alluded to it, pump the brakes on Waddle a little bit. We have to see how this shakes out with Parker Fuller and Waddle there. I do think he's very talented. He has a bright future, but I don't think he's going to have as big of a game. 
as he had on a consistent basis there. So just to recap, Buffalo is going to kill it there. Uh, we're going to move on to the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Chicago Trash Cans. This one is at Soldier <laughs> Field. <laughs> uh, it's the Andy Dalton revenge game, which I never thought I would be excited to see, but uh, I guess I'm, I guess it's 2021, right? That's that's where we're at. So um, I think it's going to be a pretty good game overall. We are starting Joe Mixon. This is kind of a cop-out here. I At this point, I'm convinced we were all wrong on Mixon. We should all. I won't admit yeah. it. I won't admit <laughs> it. I need, a couple, it. need it. a couple more games. No, I'm admitting it 100%. I think Mixon's going to have a massive year. Wow. Um, it's going to continue against the Bears this week. We have proven time and time again that we we don't like stopping opposing offenses. We did in 2018, but ever since then, it's just been a revolving door. So I love Mixon this week. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to be a close game. I think there's going to be offensive points on both sides of the ball. Montgomery is going to get used. The one thing that worried me is Damian Williams. Um, I know it was a negative game script. He might be taking over the Treat Cohen role for sure. But knowing Nagy, this is probably a 50-50 split. They're not going to feed the hot hand. They're just going to be like... That's true. Montgomery had 20 carries. No, I know. But snap-wise, they're both out there 50% of the time. And I, think I like that's that they still gave gonna... Montgomery 20 carries, though. Oh, yeah. I know. I'll give, I'll give Nagy credit. He knows where his bread and butter is. He just needs to use it. We did not attempt a pass over 10 yards or we did attempt one. We had no completions over 10 yards that whole game. So I don't see any of these wide receivers outside of Allen Robinson doing good. So start Allen Robinson. My sit for this week is Darnell Mooney. Again, we have to see it with him. The breakout's coming. Be excited. But it's not going to be until Justin Fields gets in there. Um, I don't think Dalton, he has the arm strength. I don't think it's going to be there. And then make sure Komet is rostered in your leagues. He played 75% of the snaps. Jimmy Graham was in there. I think he caught two balls. But Komet is the tight end to own there. And from what we saw in preseason, at least, and training camp, Andy Dalton loves tight ends. Um, I think Burrow's going to light up our defensive defensive backs. We tried out a bunch of guys this week. It's, it's not going to get any better. So there's going to be two gaping holes in the middle of the field there. So I love Jamar Chase this week. He was on the field for 90% of the snaps last week, where Boyd and Higgins both split at 74%. So Jamar Chase is that guy. Um, I love it. And then both defenses suck. If anything there, I'm looking at at uh, Sam Hubbard. I think the offensive line is uh, – offensive line's good on both teams, but I think Hubbard's just going to eat up the Chicago offensive line. I don't – I don't see anything uh, stopping so him. I actually wrote a whole hate column <laughs> on it was he was actually my really it was Cincinnati. It was both both Chase and Mixon. And I I hope they're never in my I was wrong column because I don't believe it. I want to see it again. I don't think either one of them are going to do this on a consistent week to week basis. Fireball yeah. bet Mixon top ten running back this year? Uh, easily. All right, know. write it down. I'll right, take. Right, I'm right, taking right, the. Right, I'm right. taking the low. Obviously, right? Not right. A, not a. You're taking a bow. You're taking eleven and lower. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My my stop for this week is Tyler Boyd. He is a he's a glorified tight end at this point in his career. I don't like it, and I think the Cincinnati wins this game. Um, moving on here. So New Orleans, Carolina. Uh, are we going to give Jameis Winston the MVP yet, or is that no. is that the should? One game against a team that has a terrible defense and is in shambles, and Aaron Rodgers. His, his eyesight's fixed. His eyesight's I, fixed. I don't care. 
You remember those '90s movies when, like, the kid on the soccer team or the hockey team or whatever, he had like he needed glasses his entire life, and they didn't figure it out until the coach of the team got him a pair of glasses. That's kind of what this Jameis Winston thing feels yeah. like. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the Cinderella story, you know? He was he was sweeping the uh, the dirt on the floor, and then he got his eyes fixed, and now he's got a a pumpkin carriage and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I think he's going to have 300 yards and four touchdowns this week. It's going to be a monster of a game for Jameis. Uh, we're starting Kamara. We're starting Callaway. That's my start for the week. Uh, Marquez Callaway did not show much last week, but this is the week he gets it done. Um, Juwan Johnson, make sure you're picking him up. He is the red zone guy there. I don't think he's going to give you a lot between the 20s, but he's going to put up touchdowns. Kind of like a Robert Tanyan-esque guy. He's just going to catch touchdowns there. Uh, that Saints D, they did shut down Rodgers. I'll give him that. I think Rodgers shut himself down too. But um, Darnold's not good. And I don't know how many times I have to say this. So he's uh, DJ Moore is my sit. It kind of looks like Robbie Anderson has taken the role from – caught one DJ ball. Moore. Dude, watch the game. Watch the game. He was he was taking DJ Moore's routes. DJ Do Moore started doing all that. DJ other. Moore. Sit him promise you all right i hope one of us has <laughs> it as a wrong okay you want to take a fireball shot that's say one one week fireball bet yeah I mean, what is the what is the actual like over robbie, anderson, robbie anderson finishes higher than dj Moore on in fantasy and right and yeah, i really fantasy i mean that could be in different leagues though okay. i'll take in I'll a take, P, in ppr in ppr anyway. scoring one week no, our our scoring because that gives Cheap bonus up. points okay. too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Okay. All right. Fireball bet next week. I gotta go get right. one then. I'll bring one for you, you to Buffalo. I'll see you then. All right. And then stop hating on Jameis. He's he's awesome. He's gonna get it done. So I think the Saints handle this one pretty easily. Uh, Kamara's gonna have a huge game. McCaffrey's gonna come back, and it's gonna be a running back duel. I think this whole game, but I think Jameis throws for a lot of yards, and Kamara's going to catch a lot of those. Um, Oh, Shaq Thompson. Watch out for Shaq Thompson. Is this the year he finally does it, boys? I actually had a trade offer. I know we're probably going to go over on time, but I don't really care. Um, Blue past it. Yeah, so Shaq Thompson and Jalen Hurts for Javante Williams, and I had to reject it in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I I can't – I have two running backs. I want Hurts. Yeah. I own him in every league. I just I don't need him in another, and I just can't do it. I'm sure I'm it's not buying into the Shaq Thompson thing. I'm not it's, either. It's something to monitor, though. It's, I just you, you had brought him years. up. You had brought him up, and I was like, yeah. that's not that's not the deal. It's the Jalen Hurts for Javante Williams would be a great trade straight up. I just don't. I can't do it. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So Dallas and the Chargers. Um, Dak's not going to throw the ball 58 times every game but I'm kind of praying that he does. Um, I like this offensive philosophy that Dallas has, but I think a lot of that was just the game script against Tampa Bay. They knew they weren't running it, so they threw it. Um, it might be a little bit like that with the Chargers in that in that front seven that they have there. I do want to start Zeke this week. Um, I think that Dallas is going to have a harder time throwing on the uh, – on the chargers this week. So I think Zeke's going to have some open lanes in the middle there. They're going to have to get him involved. I'm not sitting anyone from this game that I can think of. 
Okay. I, I've taken my medicine on Mike Williams. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and, <laughs> and yeah. then my stop for this week is stop thinking that Jared Cook is done. It's kind of the same thing I said with uh, Mike Williams. Justin Herbert is going to throw the ball all over the field. Jared Cook still looks really good. I was amazed to see him run as good as he did out there because I kind of thought he was toast on that one. Um, I think Cooper and Lamb will have big games, but I do think they're going to struggle a little bit with the back um, the back end on that one. This Dallas linebacker rotation is horrid. Um, it's, we already addressed it a little bit, but uh, it's really killing me for IDP. Something's got to shake out here on this one, but um, I, my defensive player is Parsons. I think that he is going to continue getting more and more as he goes, and I think he solidifies himself that one, so I like it. Um, another observation, Larry Roundtree is the number two. He looked really good. I do think in short yardage, he is going to get it. Uh, I am guaranteeing that man one touchdown this week. Guaranteed. So okay. don't, don't start him, but, but think about it. Yeah, you have absolutely ruined the waiver wire watch, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's my job, man. Okay. So Detroit green Bay on Monday night. Um, all right. So I want to paint a picture for you. Um, oh, here we go. All right, so the guy's walking into the Coliseum, right? Mm-hmm. There's blood, there's animals, there's there's everything everywhere. You look up, and it's Russell Crowe, but actually, no, wait, it's Aaron Rodgers. This is the movie Gladiator. He was absolutely embarrassed okay. last week. He's going to come. Russell Crowe in the movie, I don't know if you all have seen it, he came from a very uh, high-ranking military position. He did. And uh, he was embarrassed. And not going to get into the gory details of it. But he came back and proved to himself as something like that. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is is going to do that. He is hey, going. I'm to... not up. I'm not up on pop culture, but I do know hey, this one. Yeah, that's good. He's going to slaughter the lion. The he's going to slaughter the lion like they used the gladiators used to do. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Um, Rodgers had no preseason. This was a lot of his doing. So he's an idiot for it. But Adams didn't get to work with him. Jones didn't get to work with him. That offensive line, Tanya, name it. They had one game together. This was their reality check, and I think those boys are going to get back to work. Um, and they're going against the Lions. So, in other words, what that means is we are starting uh, DeAndre Swift again and Jamal Williams. That's my that, start. That news. That news was actually really great for them, though. Like that, the, it came out and it was like, yeah, hey, uh, Swift is going to be limited. Like Jamal Williams is actually the starter. So people yeah. like me threw Jamal Williams in and still got the value and the Swifter Swifty owners that didn't sit him. No offense, Joe, um, got that extra value too. I benched Swift because that whole uh, the whole murder thing that came out of nowhere. That's I was fair. like, oh shit, he's getting indicted or some shit. This isn't good, you know. So I panicked a little bit. I blame yeah, the fan- I blame the fantasy football community for making that as big of a thing as it was. Yeah, well, week one, man, news blows up. News Can't blows news. Up about it. There's um, a reason yeah. Adam Schefter wasn't talking about it. Everyone out there, by the way, there was a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, we, I got two starts for this or two starts for this game. I want to start Tanyan. I think he has a bounce back um, on there. That was just a bad showing for Green Bay all the way around. Uh, my sit is no, no Detroit wide receivers. Um, no Detroit wide receivers at all. Uh, Cleef Raymond actually led their wide receivers in snaps at 75%. Amon Ross St. Brown was at 64. No one else had any more than 50, I think. So no one 
it, Hawkinson is their number one, and their running backs are the twos and threes. So yep. we already covered this. It's not news, but uh, but that goes. My um, defensive player to keep an eye on is Tracy Walker. He moved back to free safety, which is his natural position, and immediately making that switch. What do you have? Nine tackles. Something like that. Something like that. He's back yeah. to it. It's going to be a big year for Tracy Walker. So you should have bought low on him. I tried to a couple places, but no one would let me. It was sad. Sorry, and then Jacksonville, Denver um, is my last game here. Uh, I got Denver winning this. Um, I, I wouldn't start anyone on Jacksonville until further notice. Uh, I really wouldn't at all, um, especially against Denver. It's going to be really interesting to see if Chubb comes back. He's my defensive player to watch um, and see how that defense kind of gels together around that. Um I want to stop worrying on James Robinson. Um, I think brighter days are ahead. He played the most snaps. They were getting slaughtered. I think if the game script is not as much in the other team's favor, James Robinson is the guy that's going to be on the field. So stop panicking on him. Will Um, it be different going forward? Yes, it will be. You think Jacksonville is going to be in a different game script? Okay. Yeah. Eventually, I mean, Houston's going to the Super Bowl, so everyone else is in this on that one. Um, Denver, you're gonna fire up Fant, Bridgewater, and Sutton, those are my guys from that game. The running backs are currently in a 50 50 split, and I'm praying that Sutton actually gets back to what he used to be, what he can be. I love watching this guy play. That Judy injury really opened the door for him. It's very sad. Sorry, Jerry Judy, but I think Sutton gains his dominance back on this team, reestablishes himself. So very excited about all that. Fair Denver enough. wins. Yeah. All should right. Be, should be easy victory. That was a very short game preview that we've done. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you went all the way through here, but we clearly went a lot longer than we were supposed to. So, all right. All right, Josh, get to the watch. Let's get, let's get, I'll go, this. I'll go quickly. All right. So the watch, the waiver wires of week two. Um, so, you or someone you know has already grabbed Mitchell or Gainwell, which, fun fact, I got Gainwell as 12th pick and 12th waiver move in two different leagues. I really appreciate that, whoever didn't grab him. Um, and you should have. Those are the two hot waiver wire commodities. Anyway, here's some of the not hot waiver wire commodities that you should think about or stash or think about or just grab them because it's smart. This one's a little silly. Jared Goff, 9%. Actually didn't play that bad. Has weapons. Obviously, they're not traditional receivers. Swifty and Hawk and Jamal Williams. We've already talked about them. Kirk Cousins, 25% of leagues owned. Uh, going to have two touchdowns a game pretty much at all times. I'm kind of shocked that everyone forgot who Kirk Cousins was. I don't even like him, and I, I can't believe he's owned this little. Uh, there's options out there, but I, I just I don't know. He's never been a bad backup quarterback. Derek Carr has week-to-week value. The problem is you really never know what week that is going to be. Obviously, nobody saw that coming against Baltimore. Um, so grab him if you can. Rookie quarterbacks still way underwhelmingly owned. Mac Jones is going to have better week, better weeks. And if you if someone in your league doesn't own Fields and Lance, you you should absolutely they should just be owned. I don't know why. I looked at their rankings and it's long ago, and it was like thirty percent of each of them. So uh, running backs, Tony Jones. Not sure why people haven't done this yet, but eighteen percent own percentage. He's where Lat Murray was at last year. Um, he's rosterable. You guys, if you drafted Lat Murray in a draft before he got cut, uh, he was at about a hundred. So he's about 10th, 10th round, uh, 11 carries for 50 yards behind Camaro. Pick him up. Don't be an idiot. 
Uh, this is where it gets a little hairy on running backs. Uh, Larry Roundtree, uh, Joe kind of talked about this. He was right. He's the number two dude. Had eight carries. Wasn't really great to do it. Uh, should be picked up pretty much everywhere and redraft, honestly. Um, Jamichael Hasty and Jeff Wilson both own 1% under. I didn't think Jamichael Hasty looked good. But like we talked about, this team just keeps using running backs. If you have if you have an IR slot, stash Wilson on there. Billy already did that. He's a smart move. Uh, they didn't even use Hasty was actually dressed over Sermon. So not saying that they won't use Sermon, but technically they like Hasty better at the moment. I don't know. We talked about the shenanigans earlier. Um, and honestly, just never a bad idea to grab a backup running back in case of injury. Um, Chubba Hubbard, Madison, yada yada yada. Um, just for maybe a week, just see if you have that extra roster slot. You never know if an injury is going to happen. Nothing anyone wants it to happen. Uh, wide receivers, Jamison Crowder, 20% owned, injured week one. Everyone just kind of forgot about him, thinks that Corey Davis is the only guy on that team. Uh, just pick him up. I don't know why he's not rostered. Christian Kirk, I know Billy hated on him, but uh, went five for 70 for two touchdowns, tied for second most targets with Rondell Moore. So, yeah, he wasn't on the field that much, but he made what he had uh, good. So Hamlin and Tim Patrick with Judy injured. Uh, obviously, Sutton's the wide receiver one there, but the wide receiver two is wide open. Obviously, Fant's going to get some extra work, but uh, most likely see more extensive work. Hamler's owned in 2% of leagues and Tim Patrick 7%. Uh, Jalen Guyton is officially the third wide receiver on the Chargers. Had a decent week, nothing great, nothing to write home about. I still don't believe in Mike Williams, uh, contrary to what Joe said. Um, <laughs> Anthony Schwartz, Cleveland, contrary to what Billy said, I think he's the uh, wide receiver three on this team and or wide receiver two if Odell never comes back. So think about him. You don't have to pick him up. Just These are these are more dynasty, a little deeper. Uh, and then Cole Beasley, Joe talked about 10, 10 targets, like ridiculous. Just, just pick him up. I, I, the whole COVID thing, I had it written down somewhere. I don't know where it went, but uh, the whole COVID thing's a little weird. Just make sure he's not doesn't have COVID before he plays. And Joe literally just said this a minute ago. Cole Komet is owned in 25% of leagues, only 25% of leagues. He had like five catches for 30 yards. And like, there's still another tight end in front of him. Technically pick him up. If you have a, if you have Hawkinson or Waller or uh, fucking Goddard, I mean, it doesn't matter who you have. If you don't have a backup tight end, pick him up right now. He's worth rostering. He looked great. The numbers weren't super flashy, but they were there. And then another tight end, Gerald Everett, uh, just athleticity all around. I will say I was wrong about him. He looked phenomenal. He didn't do a whole lot of thing. He had two catches, and one of them happened to be a touchdown, which was great. It didn't do his game justice for the stats, but he looked great as well, and I think he's going to be used a lot. And then IDP, um, some of these were on actually uh, the IDP Army's uh, feed of waiver wire watches. I actually came up with this before I saw that. Uh, Kenny Young, uh, it's always fun. You know, we talked about this earlier, but if you didn't get him, you didn't get him. Uh, Marcus May, New York Jets, safety. Uh, should have already been rostered, but with the joiner injury, is going to have an open door for more tackles and even interceptions. Uh, the whole contract dispute over the offseason, I think kind of people stayed away from him. Pick him up if he's there. I don't know why you didn't in the first place. Uh, Justin Hollins, we already talked about. If he has the defensive end eligibility, I'm all over it. Desmond King, defensive back uh, for Houston. Um, he was on Los Angeles Chargers, and he was phenomenal there. He was punt returner and stuff. I'm not huge on cornerbacks, but having an opening cornerback sweep up with eight tackles is phenomenal. And then Chris Barnes and Cole Holcomb, already touched on Cole Holcomb, linebackers. Uh, linebacker for Green Bay, Chris Barnes, is basically taking over that inside linebacker spot. Had 78 tackles last year as a rookie and eight to start the year. And it's only going to get better from here. 
<sighs> Boom. Boom shakalaka. All right, Joe. Let's get through daily fantasy with a swiftness. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to make this quick here. So welcome to Joe's daily fantasy football corner. Your daily um, cup of Joe. My daily cup of Joe. Your daily cup of Joe. That's uh, my play of the week for you guys this week is Noah Fant. He is 4,200. We already addressed the Jerry really? G. Yeah. I don't even interrupt, interrupt right off the oh, bat, dude. but Jesus. No, dude. They're playing Jacksonville. I think he's going to get his. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, I'm actually going to give you guys my lineup that I'm putting in 50-50 lineups this week on DraftKings. So you're welcome to just copy it. And we can cannibalize each other. It'll be fun. So what we're looking at, I got Russ as my quarterback. He is going to slaughter Tennessee. He is sitting there at 7,500. I am paying up for quarterback this week. Najee Harris is my next one. This dude had 100% of the snaps. That is unheard of. That is unheard of. And he's sitting at 6,300. Yeah. That's 3,000 less than what you're getting for McCaffrey right now. And he's playing 100% of the snaps. I'm not saying he's going to put up McCaffrey numbers, but it's ridiculous. Uh, Mixon is my other running back. At 7,000, you are paying up for him. He's going to have his best season yet, and he's going to slaughter my Chicago trash cans. It's going to be amazing. Uh, (laughs) Devonta Smith at 5,400. We are double dipping on this guy. The stats have not corrected themselves. He is still at 5,400. Wide receiver one on the team for 5,400 is a pretty good one. Uh, we're going to pair DK Metcalf with Russ. Again, they're going to kill Tennessee. He's at 7,600. Marquez Callaway, we already covered him. He's at 4,200. Fant, 4,200. And Chase Edmonds, one of my favorite plays. Again, 4,900 on DraftKings. Going against Minnesota, who look like the Minnesota garbage cans. So it should be fun. Arizona's my defense sitting there at 29. I'm going to pair them with Chase Edmonds. It'll be fun. So some value plays this week. Um, there's not really any cheap quarterbacks. They're kind of corrected themselves. Uh, if you're going up, you're going for Russ on that one. But we have Mac Jones at 5,400, Jameis at 61, and Jalen Hurts at 6,500. Uh, all pretty good values on that one. Chase Edmonds, we already addressed that at 4,900. Najee at 63 are my value running backs for the week. Wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb at 6,400. Allen Robinson at 6,200. Um, that's got 10 receptions written all over it right there. Yeah. Uh, Devonta Smith, 5,400. We already talked that. Jamar Chase is 5,000. Uh, again, there's going to be big gaping holes all over the football field with Marquise Christian and uh, Kendall Vilder. So fire him up. And then, Billy, I jotted it down. Donovan Peoples-Jones is 3,000. So if you're looking for a deep dive, that's not bad. My other deep dive wide receiver is KJ Hamler at 3,800. Again, I think Denver is going to slaughter Jacksonville. And then tight ends, Goddard, 4,600, Fant, 42, and my boy Jared Cook at 3,900. So Pretty cheap. Yeah, there's a lot of those guys there. You can build some pretty sweet lineups around them. A lot of value there. So go do that. Go win some money. Sounds great. If you don't win some money. If you do win some money, give it to me. I was about to say, I would love to win some money. I did not win me last week, but you know what? New week, new opportunities. That's 100% true. I'm glad. I only had to show. How'd you take your picture? Um, I had Gav's cheeks. I had a, it was, it was complicated. Uh, Let's just put it that way. You sent him a semen sample? Um, Well, it cleared just in time. Let's put it that way. All right. So each week we're going to, Give each of us one minute on the clock to talk about what the good or bad things that happen with our teams. I'm going to cover the Browns. Josh is going to cover the Eagles. 
Joe's going to cover the Bears. We've got one minute, and that's it, to talk about our teams. Nobody's going to care. You either watched the game or you didn't, but we're going to explain what happened. So without further ado, I will go first so I can prove to you that we can do this in a minute. Um, And I will start talking the Browns now. So this was a horrible game for the Browns in the end. It was a great game for the first three quarters, but it was a disaster by the end of it. Um, There's three levels of blame in this game. Blame number one goes to Nick Chubb. Had he not fumbled that ball, the game was over. They were going, they were marching down the field. They were going to score a touchdown and the game would have been over if he just held onto the ball and not fumbled and gave Patrick Mahomes the ball back. He scored an easy 75 yard one play touchdown. And that kind of turned the game. Second person to blame the punter. You dumb motherfucker. You hadn't punted all day. You are sitting on the bench thinking of what you were going to have for dinner. You had one fucking job and you couldn't do it. You fucking fumbled the snap and you had ended up trying to run it or whatever the fuck. And you, you fumbled it and, or you didn't fumble it. You just got tackled and Patrick Mahomes got 30 yards to work with third level Baker Mayfield. That was a horrible pass in the end. That's what happened to the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Oh my God. He did it. I didn't think you were going to make it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I'll start now. The Eagles look phenomenal. I'm very happy about it. I told you about Jalen hurts. I told you about Devonta Smith. I told you about miles Sanders. I still wasn't sure about Goddard, and if Ertz is out, I'm all about Goddard all day, forever, and if he gets traded. But as of right now, still a little weary about Goddard. Uh, but I will say that our defense looked phenomenal. Uh, yes, the team, other team looked like trash, but the fact is our defense never looks phenomenal, especially on week one. Uh, our offensive line is healthy, which I told you guys when we're a healthy offensive line, we're a healthy team. Um, and really just the fact that we came through with no turnovers and no touchdowns against uh, is just phenomenal. And honestly, I could I could talk about this team for much longer, but I only have 15 seconds left. So I just want to say smash Jalen Hurts, smash Devonta Smith, and grab yourself uh, uh, Dallas Goddard right now because there's still some questions surrounding that uh, that team. But he he looked decent too. So And Miles Sanders, love him. All right, proud of you. Had three seconds to spare. All right, Joe, you've got one minute starting now. I am holding in my hand. Chicago Bears trash can. <laughs> that is such an accurate representation of this team. It's unbelievable. Oh, wait, what do we have in here? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Matt Nagy. Um, <laughs> the entire defense. The entire offense. And Virginia McCaskey. <laughs> <laughs> All garbage. Wait, is Virginia McCaskey the owner? The old yes. lady? She's so adorable. I showed her to Kristen. Oh, she's I'm like, sorry, Aw. Ted Phillips is in here too. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so my thing about the Bears, and I know this isn't my minute, and I know we're done with well, Joe gave up after that. 30 seconds, which is just great. I just want to say after putting Justin Fields in on the first drive at the end of the first drive and basically giving him a goal line chance, why are you, why are you not starting him after that? Uh, Nothing. Andy Dalton didn't look bad, but he definitely didn't look good. Like it was just like, okay. At the very least, I just don't. Matt Nagy is the most stubborn son of a bitch. I told him he'd be the starter on this earth. I worked with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and we sat Patrick Mahomes for a year to learn under Alex Smith. 
That was Alex fucking Smith, not Andy fucking Dalton. There's a big <laughs> difference there, right? <laughs> big difference. It's a fucking moron. So my this problem is, I, I have a feeling that what's going to happen is, is Andy Dalton's actually going to look good against Cincinnati revenge game and okay defense, pretty bad defense. I don't know, whatever. And they're going to be like, yeah, see, look, we, we, we did the right thing. We knew that this was a good idea. Yeah. Okay. See, well, I think you're wrong. I think Andy Dalton's going to look like he belongs back in this trash can right here. Dude, imagine if they Cincinnati. benched you against your old team. Like, that would be bad awesome, and that's what needs to fucking happen. I mean, I agree. They should, they should have benched you right now. If they don't put Justin Fields in, we're going to go 0-16, and, and we're not going to have a first-round pick next year, something only the Bears could accomplish, right? Justin, Justin Fields, Fields Day. Day. Let's go. Justin Fields Day. All Show right. him that jersey, Bill. Yep. We have gone on way too fucking long, so... We're going to get out of here. Um, thank you all for ch- tuning in this week. Follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. On We don't have Offensive Points for anything else. IDP Army on TikTok. Uh, get in the Discord. Chat with us in there. Uh, look at the Start Sit Show that happens every Sunday morning starting at 10 a.m. Um, one of us may be making an appearance in there from time to time. I did this past week. So we'll see how that goes going forward. Um, Joe, get us out of here. Good night.